<laughs> oh my goodness. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review. The Walking Dead, Season 9, Episode 2, The Bridge. Or we could call it... Da -na -na, na -na 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 -na. 90210, oh, 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 it's the Walking Dead Love Fest. Holy shit. Now, I'm not one that's against cheesy teenage drama kind of television programs. I'm really not. But the Walking Dead has never been too much of that. But wow. How many romances can we stick into one episode? Can we stick more? It's like a clown car of romance this season on The Walking Dead. I'm not even hesitating. Now, this was an episode of The Walking Dead. We're going to talk about this. I'm very excited. I'm, unfortunately, I will be alone tonight. The Walking David was originally supposed to join me this evening, but he ended up having to work. He'll be joining us later in the season, and Joe Dirty Locks will be back next week to talk about this episode. But... I'm here to talk about this tonight, and maybe because I had a really busy morning, and I don't want to tell uh, I, I ran. I ran a, a while today. I was running away from this episode. I was sprinting. I got to get away from this episode. <laughs> but anyways, so I'm pretty tired today, so maybe it's part of my mindset, and I'm a little grumpy. This, this is grumpy me. I'm very, I'm very grumpy right now. <laughs> Let's get grumpy. But there were a couple of scenes in this episode I did like. But for the most part, I felt like this was a back-to-form of last season a little bit with some really cheesy dialogue stuff. And sandwiched in there somewhere was about five to ten minutes of good entertainment that they should have started the episode off with. The beginning of this episode shouldn't have been, and I'm, I feel like, I feel like, who the fuck am I? By the way, I'm Phil the Issues Guy. Welcome here. If this is your first time joining us, you're like, wait, wait a second. He's not, he's not glorifying The Walking Dead. What's going on here? I'm sorry that I'm not glorifying The Walking Dead. I'm sorry a thousand times over. I can't do it. I can't do it. I have zero shits to give tonight. Really, really, zero shits to give. And I'm not holding back on my hate, dislike of this episode. I did not enjoy this episode. I know some people probably did, and I'm going to pee on their party, and you can pee back right back on my party we can get to a piss party here i don't care tell me if you if you disagree and you love the walking dead and you think i'm a horse's ass and should stop watching this show because i'm ruining your pee party i, I want to know about that and call on in at 781-990-8509 24 hours a day seven days a week tell me i'm full of shit i'm ha i'll happily hear it but this episode i did not feel i felt like there was one section of this episode when what happened to Aaron and all of that led up. And once the horde started to attack, I feel like that gave us a little bit of tension. And maybe it's just me. Maybe I need that to be the lead story of an episode of The Walking Dead. I need it not to be talking about, sorry, Talking Dead. I saw five minutes of you at the end. I don't need to find out about G Jesus's man bun. I want to know about the walkers and the danger that the hordes uh, act towards the people or not interpolitic emotional relationship everyone's gotta have babies so they're spinning off and everyone can get laid in the zombie apocalypse is it a party everyone get laid I, I don't know i just wasn't wasn't feeling the tone of this episode and seeing andrew lincoln at times walking through and me maybe projecting he's still killing in his rick grimes in the moments he have it's making me kind of sad seeing what they have happened to aaron in this episode him losing his arm or essentially Enid J <laughs> JSS and all over his arm. No, she did the right thing. Where work could have gone with Rick's storyline seems obviously clunky that they're going to pop Aaron in in Rick's situations. It seems what it's like to me. 
I found myself distracted and not even being able to take notes really this episode. This is the notes of this episode are going to read very haphazardly and I stole them from other places. I well, I went on a wonderful uh wonderful Facebook page that had a had a post about that. So I'm not even doing my own recap tonight because I was so not checked out of this episode. But I'm not alone. I want to know how much of a horse's ass I am because I'm never alone when I have with me the best, the beautiful, the live motherfucking chat. Holy shit, we got dark. We got Santovia. I did enjoy seeing Rick Bull for Walkers. Okay, that's where I go. That, that action piece was awesome. But what I feel like they should have done in this episode, thank you, Santovia, for, cl for clicking me up, blowing the wind back into the right direction here. I feel like they should have started the episode off with the fact of the walkers proposing a threat to the workers and somehow not being able to communicate with them. Some sort of interference, some shit happening that makes a time clock be popped up. And then it's we have to get to them to warn them about what's happening. I don't know. And then maybe some shit, same sort of shit happens. I didn't like all the pairing, all the slow down discussion. I, it was back to that wooden dialogue that I felt like was a little bit gone in episode one of the season. And it's just back to this, ugh, this dreary, dreary, but positive energy. And I get what they're trying to do this season. They're trying to like ramp up. Someone's like, you're being an idiot, Phil. You don't see what they're doing. You don't see what they, what Negan was saying at the end. It's foreshadowing, man. It's foreshadowing, man. Well, I know it's fucking foreshadowing, man, but I don't like it. It's stupid. It's obvious and it's clunky. Oh, look, everything is beautiful. Well, dude, it's really chill around here. But then the dark things are coming. You can see them at the end of this episode where but you can see all that coming, and I'm, I'm eager to see this. But even to the point now where a lot of our characters that are very important parts of that are, are gone, and we see our fill-in guys. It's like if I go to the show, I want to see the star. I don't want to see the understudy. We're basically going to see the understudy version of it live on the screen. And I'm not checking out on it yet, but this episode was... As much as I was, people that watched last week, and when the, what did Joe think about, if you want to know what Joe Dirty Locks thought of last week's episode, we did a podcast about what did Joe think about the episode, you can check that out. I'm a little, I was a little higher on the episode than I wanted to be last week. I was, uh, this is, I was cautiously optimistic a little bit at times, but this episode set me right back to where I was last season with. Uh, it's they're they're trying to polish a turd here. It's already a turd. I'm checked out. Not everyone's checked out. Some people again stop watching the show, asshole. No, I'm not gonna stop watching the show. I'm having fun. This is fun. This is fucking fun. <laughs> no, it really is fun getting to talk to all you guys. Let me go back in the live motherfucking chat. Cynical Lindsay says, there's a difference between subtle foreshadowing and being like in your face. Yo, you see this? Pay attention right here. I mean, it works in silly podcasting, but I'm, but The Walking Dead shouldn't be a silly, ridiculous podcast. Jace has given me those mid-90s Mila Djokovic feelings. I see that, Dark. Now sucks. It sucks so bad. We are poisoned by with bad expectations. Three seasons ago, criticism would be it's a bit slow, but they're building a story. Now it sucks. It, su it just sucks bad. It sucks out loud. It's not good. And it's... And when they try to make it good, it becomes even more obvious that they just either don't get it, don't want to get it, or try are trying to tell a story that for themselves and not for the fans, or they don't understand what the hell they're doing and they're just trying to put something on there because they're inept. I'm not sure exactly where it fits in all of that, but I think whoever 
is it Angela King? If it's some of the writers' room direction that they pointed, they're obviously wanting to set up a lot more romances this season. And two big themes are in, are all over our face, are getting slapped across our faces like a banana in a tailpipe. Um, are you talking about the banana in the tailpipe? Yes, the banana in the tailpipe, like a banana across my face. Love, love will find a way. And it's a whole new world. It's a whole new world. Last, sorry, I'm sorry. Last week's episode was called, what was it called? Uh, uh, Friday the 13th, A New Beginning. And this episode should have been called A New Beginning because they just kept talking about A New Beginning. And it was almost like a second pilot here at the beginning. Now, could, the, the last episode started off, this is Rick Grimes, I'm The Flash. And uh, I've been doing this for two years now since Negan's been stopped. And then they did it again at the beginning of this episode where Rick gives a voiceover, I'm Rick Grimes, bitch. And it's been 35 days since we stopped the, the, since Sam died. 35, <laughs> T minus 35 days since the death of our savior, Sam. Sam is dead. And then there's a whole lot more Sam drama in this episode. We care more about Sam and his family. Like, fuck. Are they going to become main characters now? Or is Brett Butler signed on as a regular now that Rick Grimes is gone after six episodes? Is, is Bre- We're going to get the tale of, well, when Kenneth was a boy, I was drunk. And I, I mean, just come on, wasted screen time. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm gonna be bitching a lot tonight about this episode. So, for people, if but again, if you love this episode, please let me know, and please let me know what I'm missing here. Okay, let me know what kind of an asshole am I. The Ezekiel and Carol stuff, as much as they're probably the only couple I buy because they have chemistry on screen together. Still, some of the dialogue in those scenes are just straight up awful. Again, 90210. It's like David Silver and Donna Martin. He's like, oh, Donna, oh, Donna, I got, I got the ring. Uh, 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 Donna, can, can I? Listen, David, I got to graduate first, but, but, but I want to get laid. Hey, <laughs> like it's comedy. I expect there to be like funky, silly comedy sound effects and weird music. Golly, golly, geo me, oh my. Hot toasted shit. It's hot toasted shit. I just want to end the review right here. I want to end the review with saying this episode was hot toasted shit. We used to talk a lot about side buttholes. This this is zero side. There's nothing side butthole about this. There's zero. Zero. This was one of my least favorite episodes of The Walking Dead in a while. And I know I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fucking cruel adopter of hyperbole at times like this is the greatest thing ever this is the worst thing ever but i very much did not enjoy watching most of this episode that being said again there was a section of this episode i liked when they when the walkers started attacking and it turned into the fight 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 action sequence sequence and then aaron loses his arm and enid has to step up and jss all over his arm all of that stuff kind of worked for me and the tension of that, it was the downtime moments that didn't work for me. When they had to fill the gap with dialogue, making us care, care about these characters, making us develop more depth or texture to the world around us. Everything to do with that sucked, okay? Everything to do with that sucked. Action, I think they do all right. And I don't think a show needs to be action balls to the wall. And if you think I'm just like an action junkie, see my Better Call Saul reviews or some of the Westworld reviews. 
I don't mind slow down when it, they're good at what they're doing. It's almost like, again, like a band that's a, a hardcore metal band. Don't play a ballad unless you can get away with it. If, if your drummer can't play in slow time, play heavy fucking songs. Do what you do well. Your writers and your showrunner and everything that's going on in the show have no subtlety, have no understanding of character. Zero. Fucking zero. Anything that comes from that comes from the actors' performances that are all trying their fucking asses off to make sense of this shit and put it and do it genuinely in all the way to like put their fucking their balls all the way in this because they're starving for this show to keep going. Or Andrew Lincoln's like, I'm off the fucking ride. But do what you do well. Make get back to the hit record. You can never get the ratings back. You can never put the what is the genie back. Well, I can put the fucking genie back in the bottle. I can put lightning back in the bottle if I fucking want to. They trapped that lightning gremlin. But if you, you you can't you can't get away from what you did. You can't go back and say, oh, that part of The Walking Dead never happened. They tried it in the Halloween franchise. You know, everything past Halloween four didn't happen. And I know Corey Feldman wants them to do do that for uh, the Friday Thirteenth movies and have them come back. With a sequel after Friday 13th 4 where Tommy Jarvis is old and just ignore everything that came after 4. You can't do that on The Walking Dead. I'm sorry. You're stuck. At this point, just write what you do well, which is this, the action fight, fight, fight stuff. And I'm not talking about war against humans. Like, the hordes coming in, danger moments. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Are we done yet, Miles? No, Phil. We haven't even started talking about the episode yet. What the flying fuck? Isn't this enough? <laughs> Daryl's 5-2. Let's go. Let's continue. We got Tom himself in the live motherfucking chat. Great to see Tom. Jenna says, I must have rolled my eyes a hundred times at this cringe of an episode. It really was bad. And Jenna, great to see you in the live motherfucking chat. I don't know what it was about this episode. As I mentioned, I, w I for some fucking reason, woke up this morning and decided to run a race, a road race at like 6.30, no, like 8 o'clock in the morning. So I, I, and I came home and I was just tired as fuck. So I might just be in an assholey like mood tonight where I didn't have any patience for any bullshit. But I very much, I very much dislike this episode. I'm, 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 I'm so sorry, uh, people. But I very much dislike this episode. And I don't have many good things to say about it. So, uh, 1998 champions. Can Aaron die already? No. He's going to be our new Rick Grimes. Don't you recognize the beard? And the losing of a losing of a digit? Mm-mm-mm. And with uh, Blonde Not Carl. What the fuck's his name? No, not Ken. No, what, I have his name written in the note somewhere. But that other kid, oh, God, it's going to be bad. I'm just here to troll. Bernie, troll away. What do you think I'm here for? <laughs> I'm out here to glorify the future of The Walking Dead. No, I am hoping that they are, that they allow Rick Grimes, Andrew Lincoln, to go out on a high note in these last couple of episodes. He's got, what is it? We're two in. We got four more for him, three or four more. I hope we get something good in these final episodes. I thought, I really did think the premiere was a better step in the right direction. This was a step right down to Turd Town. Too bad there are two shows, never a chance. This is still ending. It's a Rick Coma dream. We can still hope at some point. And when did Enos become? <laughs> Thank you for keeping Enos alive. 
<laughs> never let me for- never forget Enos. Enos the penis. I said, boy, a boy, girl, a girl, crazy girl. Get Enos, girl. Breeze it, buzz it. Enos does it. She's a medical necessity now. Don't you know that Enos has to? We gotta find something for Enos to do. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, so yes, she mag- Sadiq taught her in the thirty-five days. To, that's why they're just yada yada. And that was some, a point I was trying to make before, but I'm all over the place. I accept that I'm all over the place. I didn't even w- welcome everyone. The li- as I said, the live motherfucking chat. We have a voicemail and a text line, 781-990-8509. You can also email me at igetissuesman at gmail.com. All different ways to find us. Welcome to The Walking Dead recap and review. I am excited to be here, believe it or not, to talk to you guys about this episode. For good or for bad, it's always fun to come out and talk to the live motherfucking chat and to our podcast listeners which i know i've gotten a couple messages from you guys thank you so much for checking that out and also are the people that watch the videos after the fact but i love the live motherfucking chat so if you are listening to us later try to check us out live at some point sign up for those little notification bells so i can invade your phone whenever i go live but yeah enough of that shit so let's continue here back into the live chat. I'm, I I want to scroll up and read what some of you guys were 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 writing while I was ranting, but I'm going to catch up to mo- to now. We're going to get we're, now now. When will then be now? Soon. Soon it will be. But I just want to get some highlights. Hot roasted shit 1998 champion. We have a lot of good friends. Rick died in this episode. No Jay. Rick did not die. Just the, the show continues <laughs> to die again and again. I believe he'll be dying around episode five or six if from what is being said out there. I think he had six episodes left before the season. So I expect I expect whatever happens to him will happen at the end of five. And then well, episode six will be Rick dying for the episode and having one final goodbye. Or maybe he'll just disappear into the night and start walking around the land. Who knows? One of these episodes is going to be his vision quest with Shane, probably. We're in the shits now. I can understand Carol and Ezekiel. That was set up before them. Plus, they have chemistry with Gabriel and Jadis. Like, what? And it's, it's yeah, it's come on. Do we really need to go there? Do we really need, do we really need anything for these characters? Do we need to see these characters right now? I'd be happy if I never saw Jadis ever again. You know, that's just me. And Gabriel, too. Let him pop up sometimes when his character's needed in big situations when you need someone to let down everybody and fuck things up. Like I was just so annoyed and not interested in what their scenes were. So let me scroll down to the now now. Phil, you're the only reason I still watch this show after eight or nine years. Well, I am glad I you guys out there are the only reason I watch this show live as well to be able to come out here and talk to you. This show is dying a slow, painful death, says Bernie in the live chat. Casey says, since, spoiler alert for Fear of the Walking Dead. Since Fear of the Walking Dead killed Madison, I haven't watched either show. Haunted is pretty good. Oh, I wanted to check that out. <laughs> Are Rick and Michonne still boning? But yeah, there was no contact between them today, but Brenda and Dylan are still doing it. <laughs> yeah, how is Enid all medically trained now? What the fuck is happening? Yeah, what the fuck is happening? I think that just gets explained away in five minutes and not even five minutes in a two minute reference in this episode. You could have gone to the bathroom and blinked if you missed it. Sadiq 
at the beginning of the episode, at one point in time, Rick walks over to where he's working. I believe this is what happens. I have it written down in the notes somewhere. He walks over to where Sadiq is working with Enid, and there's been no, there has been zero lead up to this. We didn't see them last week talking together or anything, unless I missed it. And someone can correct me if I'm wrong. But this just came out of fucking nowhere. And but at the beginning of this episode, in case you missed it, Sadiq says, I've been working with Enid and she's getting really good. And Rick says, well, you need to come with me because we need a doctor out there. So they set it up at the beginning of the episode. So apparently since Enid got hurt and got put in the wheelchair because she hit her head 35 days ago. In these last 35 days, she's been in an intensive medical course with Sadiq, and she's caught up to his medical training and able to amputate an arm and cauterize it. So she's JSS and all over the place. When this, I mean, she's found herself a new new career goal, and suddenly Sadiq becomes very uh, easily dispatched of. Because uh, we now we have Enid, and everyone loves Enid. That they, she's just so wonderful, and she can sing to her patients too. She can pull out her guitar and and sing songs. It's gonna be so lovely. This the remainder of the season is gonna be so lovely when Enid becomes such a focus character after after that that annoying inconvenience of Rick is gone. You know, once we get Rick out of there, we're gonna have plenty of time to focus on really important characters like Enos. I mean Enid. I'm I'm so ex- I'm so fucking excited for this back half of the season. Can we just get Rick Grimes out of there? Cause he's he is definitely not the best thing about the show. Not even for a fucking second. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Thomas Enid JSS Junior Su- Suture Surgeon. She's going to night school at community college. Says Bertie. The Walking Dead deserves an Emmy recognition. It really does, Blowfish. It it needs it. Do, do they give out Razzies for television at this point? Exactly. What, San, what did Santovia says? I missed a Santovia comment. I got to scroll the hell up here. How is, yeah, how is Enid all medically trained? How the fuck is this happening? What are we doing? What's going on? There's another reboot for Halloween movie too this time. Uh, no, nothing after the first Halloween movie happened. Apparently, it's a good one though. I'll watch it. I'm okay with, re, with, so, with soft rebooting or whatever the hell you want to call that. Especially when it's the same cast. You get... Jamie Lee Curtis back in Halloween. I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> JSS and all over my face. Just because you do a time jump one year later does not give you an excuse to just hand out arcs to characters with no explanations of how they got there. It's just lazy, Cynthia. I'm never getting rid of JSS. Michelle Brown says, one of them's got to go. The show can't have more than one doctor. It's, you know, Michelle. <laughs> Michelle Brown knows. <laughs> What's up, Cadigate? Great to see Cadigate. Glenn was the best part of the show. Uh, Glenn was an amazing character. That's one of the reasons why I have him on the on the screen right now. I think that Glenn episode, or when Rick is first introduced to Glenn in the beginning of the series, I think that was one of looking back in The Walking Dead now in a time capsule. I think some of those ep- that episode might have been one of the best moments like when they have to cover themselves in guts that first time and walking through and Glenn's levity through the series which ultimately leads to him getting the car I love Glenn especially early season seasons Glenn he he was one of my favorites as well What's up Paul Q <laughs> It's sad that it's getting so much attention than Preacher last season was fucking awesome metal as fuck I've not watched Preacher yet but it's 
a good point. We were talking a lot about that last week with Better Call Saul. But AMC has so many so many better programs with Preacher and Better Call Saul, just to name a couple, that Walking Dead gets this kind of attention of a whole whole Sunday night dedicated to it and then Fear the Walking Dead, a whole other show dedicated to it. It's it's uh, it's I wish they would pay a lot more attention to some of their better properties and give them the same arc, but give them the same attention and push that they do the walking dead. But that being said, maybe not because I'm not going to take away the attention off the, off the right, the, the team of the walking dead because Vince Gilligan and his team have been able to manage to keep their credibility in two shows, but I'm sure it's a marriage of how can we, how can we milk this cow for as long as we can? And it, it definitely has felt and turned into that, especially at this point where your main character, the central figure on the, the Walking Dead universe with Rick Grimes is leaving, and you're not choosing to end the show. You didn't make a compromise when he was like, I want this to be the last year. We should really end the show. You know, write me off. They didn't say, oh, fine, stick with us for this last season, and we'll conclude this last season in a really strong way. We'll just finish things off. Instead, they're like, okay, we'll kill you after six episodes, and, uh, oh, I can't wait to do some new stuff, minus Rick. Uh, we've been hamstrung all this time, these last few seasons, but Rick Grimes. This is really going to open things up. My fucking ass. Tyra's Purpose. What's up, Tim F? We got everyone in the live motherfucking chat. They gave Enid a medical degree, and now Tara has a purpose, too. Fuck my life. <laughs> They're handing out purposes all over the place. Remember, as, as I was saying last week, it's participation trophy on The Walking Dead. Like, we have so many characters that are beloved. We need to give them all a moment, like the Beatles each get a song in their albums. We even need to give Ringo's something to do. So let's make Ringo a doctor. For The Walking Dead, it really hurts to lose those important characters when they don't replace them with equally great ones. No development towards. They're just following the beats. And that's what I think is the biggest problem with The Walking Dead as a whole, if we look at it. They did a good job at establishing some of those original characters, but when they introduce some of these secondary, or not secondary as in not as important, but this second generation of characters that when that could have taken over the show and brought it into a different chapter if you wanted to take away some of the older characters they didn't really know what to do with them and they sort of write them all stupid or they got rid of them because they didn't know what to do with them like with Tyrese they, they just didn't know what to do with him so they made him be stupid standing in a room and get bit there's so many moments and so many characters and then they had him sitting on the bench and, and running in circles they don't replace or with Jesus Jesus is never translated right on screen so I don't care about it and they just introduce it Instead of establishing it on the show as in a way that someone that hasn't read the books could understand who the characters were, they almost expect that everyone watching the show understands the backstory of some of these people from the from the graphic novels. And because of that, oh, we don't really need to do much building of these people. We can just have them be, hey, you remember this face or name? And or maybe I'm even giving them too much credit. Maybe they just don't know how to develop characters. Maybe a lot of there's been so much crossover and so much passing the torch on showrunners and everything everything like that with the walking dead that it's just hard to continuously make entertaining and engaging characters and they've 
they've just failed. <laughs> they've just failed. Okay. So I guess on that note, we should cheer things up, right? Let's cheer things up and uh, and talk about something else. No, let's talk about the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Nightmare on Elm Street series is one of my favorite of all the slasher series stuff. Freddy Krueger, Robert England is just a dream of a character and a dream of an actor playing that role. So many of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, I think, are exceptionally well done, even the com- comedic, silly ones. I think there's less that are shitty. I think if we go through them all, we're really going to look that it's not even a rhyme or reason that the that it's only that the early ones are good and the later ones are crappy. It seems like just random ones just happen to be crappy. You know, you have the first movie, and the first movie's really awesome. You get you get Heather L- Lannenkamp, or is that her name? I believe I'm probably mispronouncing it. She's in that one three, and then the new nightmare. She's she's exceptionally great. She was also on Growing Pains and spun off to the series Just the Ten of Us, which Just the Ten of Us, a weird little touch is some of the other girls in the Just the Ten of Us families were also in the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Uh, one was in part four, and I believe one was in part five as well, which is a weird connection back to Just the Ten of Us and Nightmare on Elm Street. One of them was the girl that gets crushed in the bug bomb in part four, I believe that is. The girl that, the, the, the workout girl. So the first movie's really good. It's, it, takes, it takes stuff a little bit more serious than the future movies. Freddy still has some funny moments, but it's, it's a really good first movie in the in the series that sets the standard and and it ends up coming back several times throughout the series whether whether you go into a new nightmare or you go to nightmare ups part three when nancy comes back the house comes back oh so everything's iconic about that first movie the second movie i think all in all is probably my least favorite there's not as many freddy kills it doesn't really fit into the structure of the rest of the movies and it's just meh and i'm not really a big fan of it <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Oops. What, what was that? You, I need to go. I need to start talking about Nightmare. Now. I'm Friday the Thirteenth now. No, I need to start talking about The Walking Dead again. Oh gosh, do I do I really need to? Can I can I keep talking about Nightmare on Elm Street? Because I really want to share my thoughts about the Dream Warriors because that's my favorite. Okay, I'll recap it. I agree. It's it's a good establishing movie, but not a great movie. I think the greatest movies in the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise are my favorite two, are New Nightmare and then Part 3. I think Part 3 has the perfect balance of the Freddy horror mixed with the Freddy comedy aspect of it. I think Freddy's hilarious, and I also think the kids in Part 3 are the most interesting, even though I do like Alice in 4 and 5. And she's one of the only... One of the only uh, Freddy, Freddy opposers to survive and actually constantly beat him because she is the dream master. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I have a, vi- a high affinity for the Friday the 13th series. Okay, recap. I know I didn't mention Johnny Depp, Johnny, because it's not really Johnny Depp. It's it's like jo- I don't consider Johnny Depp Johnny Depp till Twenty One Jump Street. Whatever that kid is, that's I believe it's I believe that is Johnny Depp's very first acting job, though. Okay, so the the episode the herd. Why not start the episode with the herd attacking? It was some cool some cool gross out stuff with Enos. Blah 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 blah. 
we open open up. Let me just do. I'm just gonna read a quick breakdown of this episode, and then we're gonna listen to some audio. We're gonna do things a little differently tonight. That's right, a little differently tonight. You're like, what? I don't like different. I like different. Well, give me give me some music as we do a. Where where is the Joe loop? Give me a Joe loop. Let's do this. Let's recap this episode. So at the beginning of the episode, yes, Rick is talking to somebody. He's like, dude, we're like totally making a new beginning. We got to make a new beginning. You got to make a new beginning? Dude, let's make a new beginning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. And then after the intro, Ezekiel is talking to Henry. Oh, little Henry about the bridge in the community. And Henry leaves Ezekiel to go get the water. And Carol goes, excuse me, Henry. Come back and give Mama Carol a kiss. Oh, yes. And then we get our scene with Sadiq training Enid. And also someone else in medicine. I'm training you in medicine. Then we get Michonne traveling around, going to Hilltop to poke in Maggie's business. And the, the, the supplies did not arrive in the sanctuary. She talks to her about her style of leadership. Which she doesn't really like at all. But Maggie doesn't care about this as long as it all goes well for the hilltop. So when Henry gives water to the people, he gets harassed and he gets pushed down. This asshole dude is like, fuck you. I'm pushing you down. I'm a savior. Go Negan, bitches. And Henry knocks him down with a stick Donatello style. Hiya! I'm not Carl. Look at me. I'm awesome. Then that other savior played by Billy... What's the hell's his name? Billy... The dude, the dude that was in uh, Entourage playing the d- fucked up director. I don't know what the actor's name is, but is that his name on uh, Entourage was Billy. And he starts laughing. You got your ass kicked by a kid, dude. <laughs> and he goes, the kid's just doing his job. They start to fight, 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 fight. Aaron tries to stop them. Rick arrives and sends everyone back to their corner. Puts everyone in the corners. You get in the corner, you get in the corner, you get in the corner. Then Rick and Darrow talk. And Rick says, are you on the same page? Or we're on the same page, Daryl? I don't know, Rick. You you fucked up the game. Daryl leaves and Rick says, uh, fuck this. And Rick says to Carol, you check your boy. He's all fucked up. Carol says, it's all complicated. Why, why'd everything have to be so complicated? Oh, fuck. Then let's get very serious as we have to talk about Ken's family again. Shut the music the fuck off. Tammy Rose. I'm Tammy Rose. I want to see my husband. He, he didn't do anything wrong. What did he do wrong? Let me see my husband. Jesus. Jesus is like, dude, you, your husband like tried to kill Maggie. And I love how Tammy Rose just ignores that. Well, well, he tried to kill her, but, but I'm going to sit here till you let me in here to see him. Yeah. <laughs> so then we see Jadis having a conversation with Gabriel. And he draws a, she draws a picture of a woman for him. And she also sneaks him a little, little, uh, little, little, little lovin'. And we see the weird mating ritual of Jadis and, and Gabriel. Which I could do without. Uh, it's okay. I'm okay. Even though Rick and Michonne have zero chemistry, it's established. I get it. Uh, Ezekiel and Carol, I'm all right with whatever. Okay, they, they they actually have final chemistry, but similar to one drink over the legal limit, 
I'm one drink over the romance li limit right now in The Walking Dead. They needed, they didn't need to squeeze one more the fuck in. And you want to bet they try to squeeze another one into before the end of this season? It's happening. It might have already started. This is fuck. Jadis's name is Anne now. Her mama named him Jadis. I'm gonna call her Jadis. You must be out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> your mama. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. And fuck you. Who's next? I'm such a lightweight. I'm jealous. I can't work on uh, work. I can't work on drink nights anymore. I can't work on drink nights anymore either. I would say that Nightmare would be better if Wes Craven was treated better by the studio was. I think that's something. If you watch a lot of the documentary surrounding uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, you can see that the producers of New Line really fucked that series out of the way it would have possibly gone if Wes Craven was allowed to. I mean, if Wes Craven had his way, there never would have been sequels. But even once he got back in involved with part three, he had some interesting thoughts about part three, and they kind of just took what he wrote, in a sense, bastardizes his script, and said, fuck you. And they screwed him out of a lot of royalties of creating the character. It wasn't until before New Nightmare that they made that all right with him. I'm glad they eventually did make it right with him, though. Mm -mm -mm. The first movie, Dream Warriors and Dream Master, is my favorite. That's up there in my list, too cynical. I would say... I would be very close with that. Jay, I'm not a big horror f movie fan as well. I am a Freddy fan. It's interesting. I'm, uh, I've am i seen a lot of the, especially the 80s stuff in, in before, uh, but I'm not a huge fan of it. It's not my genre of choice, but I love Freddy. I think Robert Englund and Freddy Krueger, to me, plays for comedy as much as it does for horror. And some people don't like that. I do like it. It's why Freddy's my favorite. Because he's wise. Because he's a wisecracker. Wisecracking son of a bitch. <laughs> Tom says, Phil, you look really weird without your beard. I can't even look at you right now. I turned the audio on. I'm just looking at the audio. I can't look at your weird face. You look like some dude hiding in the bushes looking at me. Going, hi, Tom. Hey, Tom. You want to talk about The Walking Dead? Let me get back. <laughs> he turned them shits off. I will check my messages after I'm done with this recap, Jay. We'll get Jay's voice in the show right now. Pretty soon. So, let's continue. Rosita and... Well, I, don't, I don't know what the other girl's name... Oh, wait. So no, no. We had, um, where was I? Oh, Anne, excuse me, has a conversation with Gabriel. And they draw a picture and... And, and they stroke each other's hands. And it's getting hot and heavy. So then we get a conversation between Jesus and Maggie. Jesus says, Maggie, I swear. <laughs> Some decisions are too big for one person. We get, uh, we get Maggie's baby, who's pretty fucking cute. And then we get a conversation with Tammy Rose. She wants to see her husband. Husband, Tammy. Tammy, Tammy knows he makes mistakes. And she forgives him. She, she's allowed to see her husband, and I forgive you. Ah, Tammy Rose, forgive you. And then we spend, we stop, and we stop the music. We spend 20 fucking minutes, what seems like, with these two in the prison cell talking. And then Maggie's watching. 
I don't care about these two characters. I don't want time spent on them. I'm sorry. If people are really feeling the Ken, you know, you're never never going to play Street Fighter the same way as someone in the chat said last week. If you're really emotionally affected by this loss of Ken and you're relating to his family and you want to know and you, you, you really care, I, I want to hear about it. Tell me how much you care about Tammy Rose. Were you a big Grace Under Fire fan? Do you care so much about Brett Butler? We got Brett Butler. We need to write more scenes for her. We need to motivate all Maggie's all Maggie's actions by what how she deals with this fucking couple. Oh my god. Gabriel and Anne are a thing now. Okay then. Uh, Bernie says, I didn't even notice. I'm not a beard fan. Most people can't grow one worth one. Phil, you look like you're 25. Oh, thank you. I'm like almost double that, so I appreciate that. Whenever I get carded now, I just thank people. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. But no, I appreciate I appreciate that. Mm -mm. I like going back and forth. I'm a switch. Wait. Too much information. Let's continue. Go to bur at burn one down for another catfish picture. <laughs> you want to see all Bernie's uh, catfish pictures that she has lined up. You can check that out. Of course, that's not Bernie. Bernie's actually a a uh, thirty, a sixty-four year old dude that lives down in South Beach, and wears uh, leisure shoots all day. It's actually yo, Bernie. What's up, Bernie? It would explain why Bernie and I are 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 so in line. <laughs> I love it, Bernie. Bernie, we were, we were, we're born around the same time period. Bernie and I are around the same age. And I, I'm very thankful. I, I thank them every chance I get. Holy shit, we got Shanti B. Long time listener, first time in the motherfucking chat. Shanti, welcome to the motherfucking chat. Ah, I'm knocking shit Shanti, welcome so much. Oh, oh no. Thank you so much for being a longtime listener, and I really do appreciate you getting to check out a live stream and be in on the show. Welcome. Don't don't you say his name again, Phil. I'm Halpert. I'm sorry. I don't want to go to I don't want to ken everybody here. Thou who shall not be mentioned again. The boy. The savior. <laughs> oh, you guys are awesome. Welcome, Shanti. Welcome, everybody. Oh, fuck. Okay, let's continue here. So, a conversation with Jesus and Maggie. Yada, yada, yada. So, then we get Rosita, who is, whose clothes look very well ironed. But anyways, Rosita is, they're, they're hanging out with some explosives to lure a horde of walkers in another direction. There's this plan where they're relying on one of these other saviors, the dickhead savior. In fairness, I know dickhead savior didn't come through, but you're relying on that guy. You just got into a fight with the guy and you're relying on him to do his job, but whatever. So then Maggie goes to Earl, the drunk guy, if you don't know his name. He who shall not be named's dad. She wants to know about his drinking, because when she was ease a dropping, I'm not dropping no ease, Mr. Frodo. Or Mr. <laughs> Mr. Gandalf. 
I don't drop no eaves up on this motherfucker. I just be smoking some hobbit weed. You smoking some hobbit weed, Sam? Yes, I am, Mr. Frodo. I love you, Mr. Frodo. I can't carry the ring, but I can carry you. Oh, Sam. Oh, Frodo. Oh, my. Oh, my. Fuck. Now I want to talk about the Lord of the Rings. Give me my... I can't do a golem voice. I was going to try to do a golem voice. No, it's my precious. Oh, Bernie, my son has a 16-year-old neckband. I'm like, oh, shit. I hate having a popular opinion. Really? How could we go on? What the hell? Yeah, what the hell was she wearing? Yeah, Rosita in stretch pants. Yes, well, I have no problem with the pants themselves. They just looked very tidy from the zombie apocalypse. Like she got new clothes, like she went shopping and got brand new clothes. But whatever, I'm not complaining. But I'm just saying it's worth mentioning. But what the hell was she wearing, Cadigan? But dark, yeah, I, I trust me, I'm not saying it as a bad thing. <laughs> I always found it funny that to Token never. Token. I can, I'm, not, I'm just gonna say Token, even though I don't know. I know. Token. <laughs> never clarified whether pipe we were supposed to be tobacco or cannabis. It was definitely a stimulant of some sort. I think the line, the. The. The Hobbit's. The Hobbit's weed has made your mind slow. Is all I need to know. Yeah, post apocalyptic. Yeah, that's a tongue twister. Post apocalyptic yoga pants. That's the name of a band. I want to be in a band called Post Apocalyptic Yoga Pants. Hey everybody, this is Postal Apocalyptic. I mean, I mean Enos. Enos is a doctor. Oh gosh. Uh, am I going down with the ship? You mean of this show? Joe and I have decided, as we talked about last year, we were watching this whole first half of this season. We're deciding at the end of this first half of the season how and where we're going with the show after that. We will still always talk about it, but whether we have a night dedicated to it is a different story altogether. It might be Sunday Night Live, and we talk about The Walking Dead as well as we talk about something else. Which... I think we both want to do. I, I think, but uh, we, we're gonna give it a little while. We're giving it a little while to turn this ship around. So we're. <laughs> but spoiler alert! I think Walking Dead will be changing next season. Oh, the music's over, and I I wanted to finish my recap by the time that it played. So I guess I need to play it again. Play this one. That's Doctor Enus the penis to you, Phil. And that is a new band name. It should totally be a band name. <laughs> oh no. Oh no, no. Get it. Let's play. Play me that, uh. Play me that Joe thing again, Phil. Do it. Play me the Joe loop one more time. Atari says, I'll always be stopped by this channel to see what new shows you guys are talking about. Either way, you guys never run out of things to talk about. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. That, that means more than you know. Page it. Paging Doctor, Doctor Enos, Doctor Enos the Penis, please come to cardiology right away. Enos the Penis, cardiology. Psh, this is all. I do have to talk about something. You don't really. You just need to rev me up for something to talk about. So, 
Maggie goes to Earl. Maggie can relate to the alcoholic thing. And he goes, why didn't you kill me? Why'd you kill, why'd you kill that other douche? Why'd you kill me? And she says, well, did I make the wrong decision, asshole? And he goes, no, 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 I'm just asking. Don't, 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 I'm so then we get Tara. She has a cool seat at the top of a crane. She has a few jokes to Rick, calling him uh, Daddy Bear or B -B Teddy Bear or whatever the fuck she calls him. And uh, she's back to her funny comedy ways, that wacky, wacky girl. Uh, those wack, wacky, wacky Mastersons. So, then we get Jerry launching a siren to lure the walks to another point. Now, Aiden talks to Rick about how he has a beautiful singing voice. And about the sanctuary, and that some people are missing, and they've just gone disappearing. Where are these sanctuary guys? They're all gone. These aren't the kind of guys that disappear. They just, they're off the face of the earth, and I'm on the pulse of both people, because everyone loves me. The sanctuary loves me. Everyone loves me. I'm going to be a new main character once you're gone, asshole. Look at me. I'm the new, I'm the new face of the Walking Dead. Aren't I pretty? Ding. Then Tara warns Rick that the horde's coming. It's kind of an interesting scene. This is probably, all jokes aside, the best section of the episode when he's talking to Aiden, trying to have a conversation with Aiden about what's going on in the sanctuary, and Tara is being an annoying fucking mouthpiece on the radio, like, Rick, 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 blah, 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 blah. I actually felt, okay, time to shut off the silly music. I actually felt in this moment a sense of tension, like that there was a time clock, like there was something going on. It felt a little different, a little new, a little counterpoint to just the norm bullshit going on and I'm not even a huge Tara fan and I'm not a huge new Aiden guy fan let's see Carrie Bradshaw's boyfriend Aiden what the fuck fuck this guy is Mr. Big I was always more of a Mr. Big guy fuck Aiden but anyways did you uh, I'm fucking fucked in the head tonight so I, what the fuck was I talking about I just, I felt like this moment was the one time in the episode where I felt, a, where I felt something. And I think it's because of outside forces making us, giving us some sort of time clock, giving us some sort of edge to it. And I think The Walking Dead always works better in those contexts for me, especially at this stage in it. When you try to slow down and get any meaning behind anything, that's when the show gets is like a fart in the wind. It just dissipates. There's nothing that happens. Nothing sticks against the wall. Nothing makes us feel more about these characters unless it's an actor motivation. It was, and I think that's all in someone like Andrew Lincoln's performance and some other performances individually on the show. I give zero credit to the writing staff and all the credit to the actors. Thank you, Broke. I would love a voicemail. I, I know I've just gone to demanding voicemail mail from broke but broke i think if you listen back i've been literally i would have been on almost an hour from here i've been almost literally bitching for the whole hour about this episode this was one of my least favorite i'll say it again least favorite episodes of the walking dead in three seasons as much as i thought last week's episode was better than season set seven and eight i thought this was back and in the pile of the lower half episodes of of the past two seasons. I thought this was a turd of an episode of The Walking Dead. A gigantic fucking turd. Luke's the new fighting crimes from within philosophy is the complete opposite of Frank Castle's no compromise evil philosophy. We need a team up of Co Colleen and uh, 
and Punisher to go destroy everybody. Can we add, can we add Colin? Since since thank goodness it looks like the run the era of the Iron Fist is finally over. As I'm just jumping around topics tonight, and I don't just give a fuck. Can we no spoiler alerts? Can we can we add Colleen to the Punisher and just keep Finn Jones away just to just to keep Colleen on an interesting show? Cadigan says exactly, Phil. I feel a bit uneasy in that scene. The shaky cam during the herd crash and the log party fucked up the whole sequence. It did fuck, and that's the whole thing. They they fuck up good sequences. Even that action sequence with Rick's team comes rolling in is pretty interesting, and they and they lead it up big. And I didn't mind watching Rick roll down some walkers. I thought that was visually all right, uh, a little silly over the top, but I don't mind that. That's the kind of shit that you forgive if the rest of the show is good, and if it's not, you can easily pick it apart and go, oh, "That was fucking." God took me out of the moment. But I think something within the way they were doing that counterpoint of the scene, having two people talk at the same time and creating this tension, this un this disorganization, I think within there is something to explore for to make a whole episode entertaining. If you can have can if you can perpetuate that feeling through a whole episode, I think you could have something, but I don't think they're smart enough. I think it's lightning in a Lightning in a not a lightning in a bottle. Shit on a wall. Like they threw a bunch of shit on the wall, and one thing just happened to stick because someone ate something fiberish, fiberish, fiberish. The gore was kind of there, kind of. After eight years, I realized that I got I got uh, something to say about this show. Tom himself. Can I send audio shit through Discord? If you can send an audio clip through Discord, that would be awesome, Tom. If you have any way to send an audio clip that way, I probably can play it. If not, Tom, definitely leave a Skype message at I Got Issues, man. I'm not sure if I can play it tonight. I can see if I can sign the Skype through here. But leave a voicemail or leave a video message on Skype or on Discord and I will get it. I love to hear what Tom says about this show. We need some Tom himself tonight. Uh, yes. <laughs> the log sequence was the best Walker kill in a while. I will go with that, Chalk Boy. I like the log sequence too. It was really cool. And I like how Rick Grimes just has that old man style. Like he's so he's in complete control of his surroundings that he can he has complete understanding of of his environment and can can use it all to his advantage. He's at a next level of zombie killing. That's what's going to make his death so, so unexpected. Why are they telling us? Fuck. Why? Why, 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 do why? Okay, I got to finish this. So, Tara warns Rick that the horde's coming. The horde's coming, the horde's coming. Daryl is working there and Aaron and Jim are putting logs together. How'd they cut such perfect... Well, uh, I'm not going to worry. Like, the wood that they had for this bridge is, like, such perfectly cut. I love how they just skip ahead 35 days. Now, we don't want to make Maggie pregnant. Let's just skip ahead a year. We don't want to show how they cut wood, so let's skip ahead 35 days. <laughs> anyway, so Jim dumps down the logs, and one log falls on Aaron's forearm, and he gets crushed. It's it, it's pretty fucking graphically disgusting. Daryl's fighting against the walkers. Jim's coming back too. They rescue him and they fight, 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 fight against the walkers. Rick, Ezekiel, and Carol and others are fighting against the walkers. Rick shoots a rope down and holds some logs together. The logs fall and knock the down. Uh, Daryl brings Aaron to Enos. Enos decides to amputate his left forearm. Daryl asks for painkiller, but they say it's no time. No time. Let's cut his arm now. Don't even give him any booze. Do it. 
and Enos is able to amputate the forearm. So another fight with Daryl and Justin begins because Justin's fault that all this happens. He runs in where Stu's talking to Carol and Carol's bitching him out. But Carol stops the fight and Daryl says, listen, you this is how you have to deal with these fucking saviors. You just have to beat the shit out of them. He's, this dude's an asshole. So let's fucking kill this dude. Let's hang him like Mag. Let's send him to the hilltop so Maggie can hang him. So we go. speaking of Maggie and hanging, we go back to Michonne who's talking to Maggie about everything. Maggie says she's doing what's best for the people at Hilltop and she's not going to li listen to any of some of this shit. Then she turns around and isn't becoming, isn't as pig-headed as I thought they were going to make Maggie this season. She says, listen, I will listen to some laws and I will be open to that, but it's got to always benefit Hilltop for me. I'm always going to do what's best for my people. And Michonne is kissing a lot of ass in this scene or saying the right thing. And I don't know if this is just going to be Michonne's arc this season as... as We've been waiting for so long And Michonne's got some laws to stand by me Now with passion in her eyes There's no way to despise secretly So we take each other's land And we pass out the laws of the land And it's humanity Just remember It's the one thing I can't get enough of And we'll tell you something This could be love Cause we Got the laws of our land. No, I'll never do that again. I'm sorry. <laughs> Basically what I just did there, if people even give a flying fuck burger, we're like, what? what were you just singing? When I was in third grade, fourth grade, or fifth grade, whatever, whatever I forget which grade, we had to sing, uh, we had a teacher that was obsessed with dirty dancing. And to teach us about the Constitution, he taught us a song that went to the dirty dancing song. Uh... I've had the time of my life. I've learned the laws of my land. No, I've never felt this way before. Never felt this way. So I was trying to attribute it. And I realized when I started that I was way far from anywhere that would be a funny punchline. But I decided to just kind of push through anyway. So I apologize for that disgustingness. But that's where it came from. And I'm sticking to my story. Eventually, someone that was in my class is going to watch this and comment in a video or a podcast. Hey, dude, I totally remember that. The year afterwards, they did, they did the presidents to Kokomo. George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson. They were the presidents. And then a little place come. We had a weird school. Anyways. <laughs> Now Michonne has the laws of this land. Oh my goodness. So. <laughs> there are the, Okay, so Rick talks to Justin and says, Dude, you suck. Could you just leave? Take your shit and get him. So he goes to Enid and says, Enid, Enid, you did a good job with Aaron. I'm sorry for what Aaron about what happened to Aaron. And Aaron says some wise, inspirational words. And they all say some inspirational words. And, yeah, it happens. So then Gabriel and Anne are sitting together talking about the girl he drew a picture of. And she goes, are you going to, like, kiss me or what? Dude. And they, and they embrace. And they do it. Birds do it, bees do it, even organized freeze do it. <laughs> Excuse me. 
Later, Jadis, or Anne, she sees the helicopter in the sky. Just to remind us that those people are still out there. So then we see Ezekiel and Carol and the others sitting all together at a campfire, having a good old time. Ezekiel goes all David Silver and Donna Martin, Carol, and wants to ask her to marry him again. Or wants to announce it. He has a speech. She knows he has a speech. Shut the fuck up. And then, of course, we can't go anywhere without our hero, our future hero. As we see all of this is Rick talking to Negan as he's watching his new world. Negan starts taunting him, going, listen, Rick, the prick. You're not saving this world, Rick. You're just getting it ready for me. And at the end of the episode, we see Justin walking down the road, drinking, leaving, like, screw these guys, I'm going home. Walking nowhere, and he throws his bottle, and he sees someone or something he knows. Perhaps one of the saviors that had run away that we gets mentioned earlier by Aiden. Or perhaps something else. Something grabs him, and that's the end of our episode. Interesting conclusion of the episode. I do like the final scene, and I like a little bit that happens in the end point. But I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest. There's so much in this episode that I did not like that this is why this episode becomes one of the shittiest part. Because what has been awful about The Walking Dead these last couple of seasons is shitty dialogue. I have a whole freaking recording, 34 little audio recordings of this episode. It's been a while since we had one of these talks. And I don't want to put you guys through listening to this. I don't. I don't. I'm just going to play it in the back. I'm playing it don't in the background it. while I'm talking for right now. I'm the one who does most of the talking. I don't I don't want to I don't want to put you guys through this. It was boring, horrible dialogue, forced moments of subtle entertainment, and overall I am not feeling this. That's why I'm not giving it a full recap. It's not it's not deserved of our time to break down the scenes scene by scene carefully. I wanted to just kind of go through everything that happened in this episode. Now we're going to open it up to some questions and comments and rip this episode a new one, have a little roasty time, or have a good time talking about this, or someone tell me how full of shit I am. We're going to go to the voicemails, play some voicemails, babble for a little while, and try to forget this night ever happened. And hope and go back, come back next week where we have Joe Dirty Locks coming back next week. And hopefully Joe can make some sense over these last couple of episodes of The Walking Dead. Oh, sorry. I still got some audio. Listen. I'm Rick Grimes. I'm back. I'm not going anywhere. A piece of who we used to be. Who we used to How be. How were before all this. It's all happening. It's happening faster than ever. We're not just fighting to survive. Guys, what's your rating of this episode? Mine is a 6.5. If I was ranking this uh, compared to some of the best Walking Dead episodes, I would be even probably a little harsher than you in the 6.5. I'd probably say this episode would be a 5 or 4.5, a 5 for me. I really didn't like this episode. This, is, this would be on my lower half of all-time Walking Dead episodes. It would, be, it would be in the conversation. So much of this was just... It's an overdone expression was facepalming. I was facepalming through so much of this episode. Like, oh, my fucking God. Uh, uh, I'd rather go back to watching reruns of Rock of Love on Amazon Prime. 
Fuck. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I would. Uh, I did mention the helicopter. We get one shot of the helicopter with Anne spotting it in the sky just to kind of let us know those people we met last season are still out there and that we're going to kind of get back to that eventually. We just need to get through this Rick Grimes bullshit. Okay. Okay, Phil just confirmed if we're not watching this one. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd save it. It's not a must-watch anytime soon. And... I don't know, people in the live chat, if you think I'm wrong or if you're listening to the comment section of this later, let Lady Arrow know and tell her, don't listen to this 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 Sally sad sack over here. Don't listen to him. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. This was the greatest episode The Walking Dead ever had. So, yeah. I could be. I mean, I am full of shit. Thank you, Michonne. We got Michonne's mom who is asking for a thumbs up for this video. You are fucking amazing, Michonne's mom. And thank you in the live motherfucking chat. Michonne's mom is disap is disappointed in this episode. No. Michonne's mom, I love you. Great to see you. Phil identifies as an attack helicopter. I give this episode a Enid, what the fuck is she being a doctor? How is uh, Jadis... Jaden and Rick and Negan, the only ones that see the mystery helicopter. It's very true. Oh, do we have Nick fucking Diaz in the live motherfucking chat right now? Is Nick motherfucking Diaz in there? Lots of love to Nick Diaz if, if he is here. Lots of love, a half-ass fucking voicemail. Uh, I gave this this Enid. What the fuck should you do to being a doctor rating? <laughs> trash lady and a handful of Gabriel's balls she did not want to let go she was not letting go 1998 champions said this show jumped the shock when they tried to pull a Jon Snow death with Glenn under the dumps so the show's never recovered and once Negan showed up it got worse my rating is a 4 <laughs> Santovius is a 5 <laughs> oh my fucking god I love you guys I oh, can't wait to hear what Joe says in this one is there going to be a what did Joe think about this episode please say yes Hopefully, Joe left a voicemail for us about this episode. If not, I will try to get with Joe this week to do a what did Joe think. If not, we will definitely get Joe's thoughts on this episode at the beginning of next week. Hopefully, we'll, we will get a drunk Joe being angry at me next week in our, in our actual time talking about me forcing him to watch The Walking Dead. But no, we will try to get a what, what did Joe think about this episode as well. Or at least for some moment, but uh, Joe and I might have a little trouble catching up this week, but we'll do our best. Lady Laura Dane, great to see you. I think Rick gets taken by the helicopter so we don't get the joy of watching him die. That's definitely a possibility. I give this episode three enuses the penises. <laughs> Cynthia gives it three enis the penis. <laughs> oh my goodness. Holy crap. Okay. So we've got two messages right now. We got one from our good buddy Jay and then one from Broke. Let's listen to Jay's message. If anyone else wants to call in, you can do that at 781-990-8509. Again, that's 781-990-8509. Please do it. I'm not going to bore my grandkids telling them a story about a bridge. It's not just a bridge. Roads are the lifeblood of civilization. Rome rose and fell with its roads. Without this bridge, there'd be no trade. Bullets from Alexandria. Enos was Enos Boss Hog's buddy. There was that the uh, was that maybe that's why it stuck in my head. Was that the 
deputy's name was Enos, Atari Dad? Grain from hilltop, fish from oceanside. This boring structure connects us all. Be proud. And be back in an hour to pack. We're going home. Hey, you forgetting something? I'm sorry, I'm just playing some of the dialogue. Uh, I need to eat a sandwich, and I need to punish you guys. Oh, you're such bad boys and girls. I need to play for you Walking Dead dialogue. And Henry didn't have school. I'd stay here to drive in the last nail myself. Oh, that'd be the only reason you'd stay. Holy shit. Joe, you're, uh... Your ears must have been ringing. We were just talking about you. People were hoping we were going to get a what did Joe think about this episode. And we will try to get one in on one of the mornings this year. Maybe Friday or Thursday morning if we can. If not, we'll get your thoughts next week as I'm not sure if you've watched the episode yet. But everyone, Joe Dirty Locks is in the live motherfucking chat if you want to pick his brain a little bit. If you got a chance to watch this episode and tell Joe how awesome of this episode. how He's going to love it when he gets a chance to watch it. And Joe that. Dirty Locks will absolutely be with us next week, next Sunday evening, for the first time this season of The Walking Dead, to fully enjoy episode three. So I'll be heading back there after. I thought that might be the case. But it still doesn't matter. I know. I know. Fairy tales end with heroes living happily forever. But in the real world, in this world, it's about finding the small moments. Getting to have as many of those moments as possible. This is just goodbye for now. I'm not giving up on the fairy tale. Hell no. Yes, Jay. When I when I set up the event, if I end up doing it, I will uh, add. I will add it to a playlist so it automatically gets posted to Twitter as well. Let's continue. Makeshift levy upstream, given the current rate of spring runoff, I'd put its expiration date at another six to nine days. After that, it's slam, blam, sayonara, coffer dam. How fast can we have those supports ready? Well, ditto on the six to nine, but if we boost our juice and shed the lid, I think we can beat it. Good. I'll talk to the foreman, make sure we do. Scouts got back. Horatio's gonna pass us by. I mean, I know some of this is supposed to be just watching everyday life here and what's happening, but to me, this stuff <clears throat> is tremendously not interesting. You're almost skipping over some of the interesting parts on the 35 days. Like, what are the direct results after what Maggie did? That's what I want to know. I don't want to know... <clears throat> excuse me. I don't want to know how the bridge work is doing. It's, it's almost like you either take zero time on The Walking Dead, and zero time passes by, and everything, like a whole three seasons, happen in the matter of a, matter of a week, or you're skipping 35 days in an episode here. I mean, one episode in between episode one and two of this season was 35 days. Right after Maggie hangs out, what is the immediate after effects of Rick and Michonne there after they saw this guy get hanged and they were both both fucked over by, or not fucked, both uh, pissed about it? Or both uh, not feeling what Maggie did? Did they confront her right away? Does Darrow keep them away from him? It's almost like when we get Rick and Darrow having a confrontation in this episode tonight, it's what happened right afterwards. Did, did they just piece the fuck out of Hilltop right there? Did they wait till the morning? Did they say goodbye? Did they mention we don't like what you did? 
It would have been fun to see those confrontations, see those moments, because that's actually drama we care about. Instead, last season, you get to see, oh, oh, someone's going to take a piss. That's a whole episode. Someone going in the woods and take a piss. That's 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 three or four episodes in the woods with with Enid taking a taking a wee wee with Carl. But but no, no, we can't see the reaction, immediate reaction after Maggie decides to hang someone and and goes against what her friends would want her to do. No, that wouldn't be interesting. It'll be close. We got a head count. Hundred and change. Don't you think we should push the blasting? No, if we wait, we'll wind up drawing that other herd. Margaret. Right. And that one's five times as big. <laughs> Felicia. <laughs> we got the sirens in place. How what if Gabriel's a Baptist and he was lying just to get some uh, get some nookie? He did it all for the nookie so he can have the cookie. Blow the rock slide. If the herd comes, we'll redirect. All right, I'll let him know. Would The Walking Dead be better off as a cartoon if not better written acted live drama? I think maybe they could get away with doing some more stuff if it was a hard. I'm only saying hard R for the like an adult comic cartoon similar to The Spawn on HBO or something. I think if it was just kind of a representation of book to page or page to picture sort of thing. I think it could be done a lot better. I mean, I'd like to see that besides the show and have them do a animated comic book series of, of more of a representation one for one for what happens in the books. I think that'd be very good. <laughs> it wouldn't have been a poor idea. I think you see how that works with walking dead video game. Which, where that universe works and feels living and breathing. And I love the animation style, and you can go darker and crazier in some ways, but I think that's a good thought. Those walk-offs. As of headcount this manana, we're down one more savior. That's six in the past month. I'll talk to Carol about it. Roger that and Wilco. You're lucky it's not infected. Next time, come see us right away. <laughs> Tom. I just felt stupid. Peeling a potato. Okay, well, let's listen to Jay's message before I forget. Here, let's listen to Jay. Hey, uh, Phil, I'm a little confused. You keep talking about uh, Ezekiel and Carol, but I thought Ezekiel died like last week or sometime this season. Um, yeah, could you clarify? No, Eze Ezekiel did not die. No, unfortunately, last episode they set up a perfect death for him where they set up this whole big intro where it's a new world and everything's been going good for a year and they're on the final mission and Ezekiel falls through a floor and starts hanging on a string over a bunch of zombies that grab him. Excuse me. It wasn't quite as ridiculous as Glenn, but they pull him up the last minute, as I've said a few times now, similar to the way they pull up Ray in Ghostbusters too. And they pull him up and he survives. So no, Ezekiel is breathing and, and just as cheesy as ever. And I do like Ezekiel a bit more this season. I will say that. Of all the annoying, useless relationships in the show, Ezekiel and Carol's is my favorite. Because I've said it a couple times tonight, they at least have chemistry on screen together. Where I don't feel like Gabriel and Jadis Ann do. do. I feel like that is ham-fisted right the fuck up in my bum. And I think that Rick and Michonne... Put me to sleep when they have scenes together. Uh, there's no heat there. And, oh, gosh. So, so I, I'm, I've reached my, reached my legal limit of Walking Dead romances. 
So the Eugene scenes were one of the only things I liked about this episode. Uh, of course, that's probably because me being biased because Eugene's my favorite character. I think Eugene's less annoying this episode, this season, and I don't mind him in quick one-offs like this for a little dialogue central central moments. I think he's used best in contexts like that, so that's a good that's a good positive uh, touch as well. I would say Eugene did not annoy me in this episode. This is probably one of my favorite one of his appearances in a while too. I like some of his diatribes. I like the cutting with him. I, I think the more annoying you make him, but. Uh, annoying but a necessary evil of annoying like you need to deal with him even though he's an annoying fuck the better the better you are with this character not infected next time come see us right away i know i just felt stupid peeling a potato is a pretty dumb way to end up in the infirmary yeah well it's an even dumber way to get gained green ah how's a star student doing ready to take on anything good she's gonna get her chance i'd like you to head back home <laughs> Felicia's just in here to uh to to glorify the Patriots win. Okay. I'll head out with the next us. And we're having a good discussion in the live chat right now about uh is is Gabriel uh can Gabriel hook it up or not? Wait, he's leaving? Ow. Sorry. Uh, it's fine. Blind, Sorry guys, I'm just playing through some clips from the episode. The fill in some shots on it. So th again, this whole intro section for me was just a was just a little flat. I found it a little bit flat. So let's listen to Broke's voicemail and see what he says about this episode. Broke, tell me, tell me. Uh, hopefully, you like this better than me, and you're going to be telling me, Phil, this is what you're missing and why this episode was awesome. Bill, it's broke. I don't know what the hell I just witnessed this week. Because, like, last week was a promising episode. I was like, okay, you know, this episode is pretty much kind of, like, better than a whole bunch of episodes of the last season. But then, like, first few minutes in, I'm like, what is this? What am I watching? <laughs> like, is this the show that they keep on saying it's going to, like, last more, like, 11 seasons or so? Like, I really don't see this happening at all. And I don't know, it was just so much eye rolling. Like, I literally just stopped watching, went playing Yu-Gi-Oh cards online, went back, like, you know, maybe something's happening with the walkers and stuff. And then my eyes rolled again when the dude was like, wait a minute, do I have to cut off my arm? Like, I can't save my arm? Like, did this dude really just said that? Is it just it's a shock alone that you might just end up losing your arm or something? But I don't know. I really don't know. And then, uh, uh, I don't know, like... I just don't know, man. <laughs> Broke, I, I love you, man. You sound so defeated. You're just like, I don't. What are we doing? What are we all doing here? Really? Let's just stop. Let's stop. What are we all doing here? Are we really examining this? Am I really digging deep here? Am I, should I stop? And Am I going to talk about the whips, whisper tease in this? I don't want to talk too much about that because I think most people that are watching the show right now have some familiarity with that, but I know some people don't, so I don't want to really go there too much because someone's going to care. Someone's going to be watching this that cares. So I'd, you know, avoid avoid looking in the live chat for a few seconds here and uh, for whatever it's worth I, and skip ahead about a minute. I do think that, uh, get one, two, three, here we go. I do think that was an interesting, effective moment at the end of the episode and I am eager to see how this gets translated onto screen. I am not excited by Rick 
about everything that's happening around The Walking Dead leading up to this. Could this arc save the show and make the show more entertaining and shocking again? Maybe. It's interesting to know that that's coming. And I'm curious. I'm not familiar as much with all of that from the books as I haven't read this far ahead. All I know is from what people have told me, so I have a basic rudimentary understanding of what is about to happen. But I don't know completely what's going to happen. So I guess what I'm asking in as little spoiler way, and if you want to put it in the comment section, if you're in the live chat, you know, whatever, live chat's free game. People stay out of the live chat if you don't want to be spoiled. If uh, if you want to put this in the comment section, spoiler it away. Does anyone think the introduction of this arc, the Whisper arc, could save the show in any way or make it more entertaining again? Bring it back to some sense of shock and awe and excitement again. Is that what this show is banking on? That somehow that factor takes Rick out, which shows how dangerous it is, and then... That makes us a sense of fuck, we're fucked now, and everyone has to put their shit together because Rick's not around. So I guess that's just a question for everyone that knows more about it than I do on what's about to happen. Because I don't know enough to think, oh, wow, what's coming is so awesome. People are going to be shocked by it. Is it, go- is it cool enough that people that's going to make people like me that don't know necessarily the details go, wow, this is pretty cool. I got to keep watching this. Or is it too little too late? So, uh, That's just a question for the people that know more than I do, I guess. (laughs) Oh, did you call in Skype, Tom? Let's kick it. Let's scroll through the live chat here. Yeah, what are we all doing? Why are we still here? Are we still here just to suffer? (laughs) Yeah, what are you guys? Just turn this off. Why are you guys watching me? Don't don't support me. (laughs) Don't help me grow. Great review broke. I don't know. I just don't know. I think we just we all masochistic. Is that what that what's going on? You were a masochistic group. Said Toby. Uh, Thomas, a real the real world tortures us to a degree. Maybe that's why the numbers are down. Yeah, we're we're uh, p- people are done being tortured by The Walking Dead. Sundays are already depressing, but it's even worse with The Walking Dead and Lisa episodes on the on The Simpsons. Oh God, not Lisa episodes. I played a lot of free cell. <laughs> yeah, Steph- that Stephanie was on her phone the whole episode. She-, she kept going, oh, my God, and picking up her phone in the middle of the episode. I can't watch this. <laughs> and, Tom, I will try to figure out how to check Skype right here to get your call in here. Hell no. No, I broke Broke's answer to me. Hell no. The Walking Dead, the military resurfaced into real war. Nope. Uh, they said the same thing about Negan and look what happened. People still shouldn't the show. I watched a lot of the Patriots kicking ass during this episode, says Felicia. Uh, Jay, I will get to your messages in a bit. Oh, lady, lady, Laura Dane, lots of hearts and love right back to you. Why are we still here? <laughs> Was Metal Gear quote by the, himself. At this point, only Felicia's booty could save this show, says Tom himself. Hey, now, Bliss says this show... Doesn't need a dangerous group of people. It needs the zombies to actually be dangerous. Why can't they figure that? I'm going to, and I want to say that again in a very serious tone. Why can't they figure that out? And I agree with you. Fucking A. Johnny Rico says, uh, Whispers won't save the show. Whispers without Rick is a 
half glass full. But they, but Aaron's gonna be there. He's got a beard and one arm. <laughs> but he's got a beard and one arm. <laughs> Let's see. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's see if we can get Tom himself in on this. No, I don't want to do that. Let's see. I don't know. Did you may, did you even leave me a message, uh, Tom himself? Did you leave, did you send one to at I got issues man? Because I don't think I got your uh, I got your Skype message. What I'm gonna do right now, Tom, is I just wrote you, I just wrote you some shit. <laughs> let's, let's see. Type type one. Oh no, I think I'm not signed in. What the fuck? No, I'm not signed in. Oh, this is where this is where I'm gonna. What's the most exciting thing in the world you could watch? Me trying to sign in to Skype. <laughs> this is me signing in. Yes, I am. Hi. <laughs> oh my goodness. I will. I will look in a second again, Tom. So um, wouldn't it be awesome if you left some voicemail on someone else's random number, random Skype number? Like, Who the fuck is this? At least Michonne's dreadlocks looked great, Tom says. I remember it was an awful show called The Whispers, and I watched it. No shame. At the very least, The Whispers are related to zombies and making them more of a threat, so that might be interesting, said Atari Dad. Just to keep wanted to keep that vague a little bit, but yeah, I want I wonder. Like I said, I know I have a rudiment basic understanding of what the Whisper arc is gonna be about. And I'm very curious to see if this could save the show, but I don't think so either i don't think any individual arc could do it and i don't think you can save the show or you could have saved the show without rick grimes i i've always said that if the show was going to come back to form it had to be with rick because rick is so important to the show <laughs> at a better time watching fucking zombie land let's listen to uh, a couple of jay's messages here is Eugene on um, Rick's side like now, or is he still on um, on uh, you know that dude with the bat with the uh, with the barbed wire? Fortunately for Jay, it seems like he didn't he didn't you didn't have to watch the end of last season. Let me clue you in on what happened at the end of last season. Rick overcame Negan and all of his whole army in a big battle. That they had at the end of the season. Not, well, not as big as it could have been. Well, they all overcome. And then him and Rick had a big one-on-one -on -one fight. And Rick at the last minute decided not to kill him. And he said put him in a jail cell. So then we skip ahead a year. And everyone's living together hunky-dory to a certain extent. There are some problems. But yes, to answer your question, basically, Eugene is on Rick's side again. Mm -mm -mm. Paul Q says, I can't stand Rick. Cynical says, Cynical Lindsay says, I'm going to say it. The Whisper arc will be shit without Rick and Carl. They played a big part in the conflict with Whispers in the communities in the comics. And uh, there's is a new anime called Zombie Land Sagas. It's Zombie Land Saga. It looks absolutely bonkers. Great to have Tom himself back in the live motherfucking chat. I feel like it's been a while, Tom. It's always awesome to have Tom's silly energy in the chat. With bad weather, should be a ton of broken zombies scattered and huge piles of piles. Heck, a hurricane or two, some tornadoes, snow. Should zombies shouldn't be such a threat? Tom Thomas, I was gonna say Tom. The other Tom. We have two Toms. Thomas in the live chat. I think you just touched upon something just in passing. 
all those things you just mentioned are different other ways you could do interesting, cool things in The Walking Dead that haven't really been done. Big storms, dealing with weather, having all that stuff. And I know that's harder to shoot, but fuck it. You're even at your shittiest point. You're still pulling in six million people to watch your show. It's still AMC's top rated show. I'm going to talk about Joe and I talked a lot. And what did Joe think last this last week? about the ratings issue with The Walking Dead, and people don't know, last week's season premiere was the lowest-rated season premiere, I believe, in the lowest-rated episode since season one stuff. But still brought in like 6 million people. It was still the highest-rated show on AMC. So there is still an audience built in for it. It's just that bloom is off the rose. It's not the biggest thing on television anymore, blowing out the water. It's 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 its sales have been busted out. So now it's that band that just doesn't write hit songs anymore and is just selling out smaller venues that's trying to get that one last big hit to kind of go out on a high note. So I'm very curious how that's going to manifest itself here at the end. Are they just going to keep going and and bleed this out like the aforementioned Simpsons and just keep going and going and going and going and going until they decide that they are done? We often joke that eventually the show would just be the Carl show, but Carl's gone now too. Is eventually the show the only character that we're going to know on it's Daryl? Like every other character that we've we've been connected to in the past is gone except for Daryl because Norman Reedus is never leaving. Fear the Walking Dead did an entire arc last season where they had to survive a hurricane. Oh, interesting. Interesting. See, that that's kind of cool. Excuse me. That sounds like something I would like watching. I, I feel like... I am eventually going to watch all of Fear of the Walking Dead. I've only watched season one and two. Uh, one and part of two. Ste- Stephanie's watched it all, so it's been on in the background at times throughout. And I get updates from uh, from DJ sometimes, gives me updates on the episode. So I kind of know what happens on it. But I will definitely, I, mean, that, I think that would be kind of cool. Hannibal O'Neill, great to see you, buddy. Tom, Z Nation keeps surprising me and having comic relief to the horror. Joe Joe and Katie love that show, I believe. The Simpsons can't... I don't know much about the Whispers Atari. Okay, that's talking to Atari. Cynical says, the Simpsons can keep going because they don't have to worry about budget issues. If The Walking Dead bleeds out, it's going to get to a point where they're not going to be able to afford to keep Redis or JDM. <laughs> can we hope? <laughs> Can we hope we get to that point eventually? But I think you're right. You're, it, AMC, with all the money and time and attention that they put into The Walking Dead, it's going to come to a point eventually where they're going to have to take it off the air. But I have a feeling it's going to be one of those things that it's going to go off the air. It's going to be like American Idol. It's going to go off the air for a year, and then they're immediately you're going to see a campaign that comes out with The Walking Dead should come back in some form. Some former will come back. Maybe movies. Maybe we'll do Walking Dead movies. Maybe an animated show. Maybe a another show in the future. A reboot. Maybe we'll reboot it. You'll see. It will come back. It's not dying anytime soon. But no. Uh, or whenever zombies become popular again. But then they're like, we burned it out. <laughs> we burned out that franchise. So, I don't know. I, I got to admit, as I'm going to try to tie the tie the room together here, put the rug to the room together here, because I'm honestly 
I'm honestly nonplussed by this whole episode. Where is The Walking Dead right now? Can it get back to a point of at least being entertaining again? This is what we were asking at the end of last season. Two episodes in, I'm confused even more than I was last season because I feel like I agree with Broke. Last episode, I didn't hate as much as I thought I was going to hate it. In this episode, I hated it more than I thought I could hate it. (laughs) So I'm sort of at a... Broke said it perfectly. I don't know. I just don't know. I want this show to end, and I hope AMC cancels it. (laughs) But they're not going to. It's their cash cow, and it's still with that 6 million people. It needs to really dip for it to get to the point where AMC pulls the plug 100% on it. And I think if it keeps putting out shit like this, it's going to keep doing it. I'll be very curious to see, and I'm not even a ratings, big ratings follower, but because I know it has little has little to do with much right now because of how people watch television. People binge watch things. A lot of people wait to watch series and will watch a whole season now when it comes on Netflix. For a show to be have to watch week-to-week entertainment, it has to be really good or really shocking to keep people tuning in every week and not wait for a binge at this point. There has to be a reason why you do it. You Maybe you're in a group of friends that like to watch the show together and babble about it still. Or maybe I like coming out here and doing podcasts so I watch shit week to week I wouldn't normally watch week to week. But the ratings mean a lot to those advertisers. And that has to do with paying the salaries and getting the budget to keep going. So you still care about what they do for ratings and DVR numbers when they organize that all together, which is stuff they can track. I'll be very curious to see if this number for this week's episode, how even much farther it dips down. And if this season, especially, I think what they're hoping is that Rick Grimes dying episode is going to be a apex apex moment for them this season. So they can always go back to it and be like, whoa, we hit 15 million people that watched Rick Grimes' last episode. And what do you bet that you're going to get this sort of shit. Rick's going to get, I don't know anything. I really don't know anything, okay? Rick is Rick is going to end up getting bit in episode four. And then in between four and five, you're going to hear music like this. You knew him in the hospital. You knew him in the prison. You even went back to the farm with him. And then eventually to Alexandria. But one last time, make sure you tune in to say goodbye to your friend, my friend, everybody's friend, friend till the end, Rick motherfucking Grimes. Tune in to AMC on October 22nd, 29th, for Rick Grimes' last episode. Oh, Shane will be there too. And then they can say, oh, we got 15 million people there. But I'm going to be very curious to see how low, it's like a game of limbo here, how low the Walking Dead ratings get this season once Rick is gone and we're settling into the, to, to the, to the show without the main star. That never works. Even in mediums that aren't dramas, I think even more so in dramas. I can think of a couple of comedies where it's worked. 
even shows that I don't watch, I'm not sure. But when you replace that main star with another star, it very it's it basically means the show's ending soon. So I hope the show just tanks <laughs> without Rick because I just don't see it being better without Rick Grimes. I want to eat my words, but let's go. It's just fucking bullshit. We got Carmine in the live chat. Several people in Rick's life need to show up. Carl Laurie Herschel, best character of all time. Uh, Shane and even the Gouvernator. They need to show up. It needs to be like it needs to be like the last episode of Scrubs, the the good last episode of Scrubs, when JD walks down the hallway and he starts seeing all the people he knows. And he, and then suddenly I turned around a corner and I saw all these people I know. It needs to be some fucking shit like that. And he just sees everybody and talks to everyone. He has a fever dream where he's just sitting having discussions. This show has proven itself to not give a fuck about cheese. So lean into that and give us a curtain call and make it our real finale. So we know that everything after that is the Walking Dead spinoff. It's it's Joni Loves Chachi. Please don't have Lori come back. I'm loving all the positive energy from you tonight. Yeah. I know. This is me at my happiest. I'm hap hap happy. I don't have any fucking illusions here. I'm I'm disgusted. I had a tough I had a long day. I had a long fucking day. And I didn't want to watch The Walking Dead tonight. I'm I'm bitter. Someone someone's going That's what that see Phil. That's why you shouldn't watch the show. You're going in negative. I'm not going in negative. I'm going in every week to wanna like it. To want to be surprised. You should see me right before the episode starts. I'm like, come on, baby. Yeah, here we go. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Let's do it. Let's do it. Tonight's going to be the episode. Tonight's going to be great. And I sit down with an open perspective to want to like it. And then we get shit. We get fucking shit. Out your fucking clit like this. Fucking shit. You get this shit. They're saying they sent the ethanol out last week like they promised. Well, he's still not here. Yeah, Jesus mentioned that. I don't know what happened. They could be lying. Uh, Red Team Carmine. Great to see Carmine, as I mentioned. Uh, lots of love to Carmine. Go over there and subscribe to Red Fucking Team Review right now. Rick should be a legend like Mad Max. The purpose of Mad Max is to be told from my impression of when the world was at its worst. When the world rebuilds, they will tell the story of Max. And Katagat says, I stopped watching Scrubs when JD got into some uh, chick preggers. Uh, got, uh, what's her name? Elizabeth uh, Banks. Is that is that her name? Phil, don't, yeah, do not have Laurie come back. It should be like that with Rick. I agree, Carmine. Uh, Carmine, fucking, can you hijack the fucking offices and start writing the fucking Walking Dead? You and Joe. Carmine and Joe need to wa- need to write the Walking Dead. That's the way to save it. And I'm not even fucking kidding. If you make Carmine and Joe showrunners of the Walking Dead... You'd have something right now. <laughs> I'd love to see Joe and Carmine in that job. Rick's sacrifice should be the turning point. Should be the turning point and should be the legend that the world rebuilds. The legend for when the world rebuilds. Imagine a, what did Joe think for this episode? It says Iron Throne. We're going to try to do it. I would love that. That's exactly how I feel about Game of Thrones. I'd rather watch Babyface Phil. Oh, Tom, you're so cute. The show ends with everything being a dream. Daryl can carry the show on his own like a Bobo Fett. Oh, no, Daryl can't. Daryl can't carry this show on his own. He's like Boba Fett. I agree with you a thousand percent on that, Carmine, too. I Daryl cannot. 
Norman Reedus is a good actor, and if his character was different, and I, I know some people, uh, Tim Gersh, if you check this out at some point, sorry, I know. I know you think an angel dies every time someone compliments Norman Reedus' acting, but I think I've seen Norman Reedus do some cool shit. I think Daryl Dixon is Boba Fett, cannot carry, cannot carry shit. The character. This isn't an insult on Norman Reedus as an actor. I think he's interesting enough to carry a carry a movie or carry a television show if his character was written a certain way. Daryl fucking Dixon cannot be the lead of a show. Negan, are they selling it that Negan's going to be our lead? And I'm sorry, he, again, that actor, JDM, is a, is a good actor. He can carry shit himself. Negan, as established on the television show, Cannot be my fucking star. Fuck. Fuck. That makes that makes me have to drink. Mm. It triggered me having to dull my senses. Yeah, Daryl can't. Bernie says, Phil, my mom's moving in with me tomorrow. You could be me. Don't don't worry, be happy now. Uh, Bernie, that could go really good. Have you seen Golden Girls? I mean, the, the hijinks could come in. You just need to move in with two other of your girlfriends, one that I, I assume that you would be the Dorothy in that situation. You would be the B. Arthur. So you just need to move in with a dumb one and a kind of easy one and set up a scene and have your mom be the wisecracker. And you have, you have hijinks, pure hijinks. I think, I think, I think you should be, I think you should do it, Bernie. <laughs> Tom himself says Joe and Carmine have too many popular opinions. We need Hannibal and Neil to write the show. Phil, my message wasn't finished. Jay, don't worry. I'm going to play the rest of your message. I have it on pause sitting next to me. Don't worry, Jay. I'm going to do it. Wouldn't fuck you over here, dude. I'm not that kind of guy. Well, maybe sometimes I am because I'm a forgetful hippie. But other than my forgetful hippiness, I'm going to play your damn message. <laughs> my mom's a pain in the ass. Just like Estelle Getty. You know, she was a pain in the ass to Dorothy. No, I don't I don't envy I don't envy that situation. I don't. I love I love my family like I love like I love uh, like babies and kids. I love other people's and I love keeping them at arm's length. I don't want to go home with them. You know, I like going to family gatherings, hanging out with my family. I like going over to a friend's I'm a good babysitter. You know, you have friends have me over and watch their kids. I'm you know good with the kids. But then once at the end of the day I wanna go home and get away from all that. You know, I, I wouldn't want to go home and have to see certain members of my family sleeping in my bed. So, <laughs> believe me, I can believe me, I can relate. So, uh, so uh, hopefully, hopefully, it's not going to be that big of a pain in the ass. Just start blaring my podcast loud in your house all the time. <laughs> Just be like, I'm getting out of here. I can't live with this noise. I can't listen to this annoying guy destroy the language of of the English. Destroy the English. Destroy the language of the English. Be a coont. Oh, fuck. How accurate is The Walking Dead? It's uh, it's score material. I've read fan fiction that was better written in this show these past three fucking seasons. I have as well. I used to... I, <laughs> I've read some very interesting fan fiction in my time. I've I have a very good friend. We'll call her we'll call her S no, I was gonna say SM, but then maybe we'd think I was talking about J and SM also has a different name. 
<laughs> but she used to write amazing uh, fanfic stories about these romances she would have with X-Men characters and Star Trek characters and also Game of Thrones characters and stuff. And she'd write these very detailed uh, descriptions on things she would be doing with said characters. And this was in my weird mating ritual with, like, like I was Eugene. I know it's disgusting. I'm sorry. Me having a mating ritual. That's, my, that's, that's a visual representation of my mating ritual. But, but to, uh, to, ex- to excite me or, or interest me, to, uh, to, to show me her that side of her personality, that's how she dictated it, by, by sharing, sharing these interesting fanfic sexual stories about her with Game of Thrones characters and blue X-Men. It was, the X-Men stuff, it was mainly with, uh, it, was talk, it was like threesomes with Nightcrawler and Beast. And they, but they were very well written, very well written. I'm, 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 I was highly entertained and, and wanted to find paint my skin blue and uh, dye all my hair, facial hair blue too. Anyways, that's a little bit too much, uh, too much information there. Give me all the Smurf fi- smut fanfics. Actually, Bernie's like, actually, let me get the popcorn and could you tell me a little bit more about this fanfic? Could you give me details? Links or it didn't happen. No, she wasn't a furry, but she did enjoy. It was more about the uh, because there were some about scaly characters as well. There were there were some Star Trek universe characters about her with Cardassians. And uh, so it wasn't necessarily just the furry thing. It was more about specific nature of certain characters she had also had very detailed ones about egon donatello the ninja turtle and doc brown about a uh, a four-way romance between the four of them and they were and again very detailed stories broken down extreme like subtle stories acts character acts that eventually reached a peak they were they were these smutty romance novels they weren't straight up oh then doc brown took out his uh his his 1.21 gigawatt uh, toy and had his way with me. It, was, it wasn't like that. It, it wasn't like then Michonne took out a katana and started slicing up Rick's uh, snossages. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't so much like that. It was more a detailed romances which led to seduction. Most of the time her seducing these par- characters herself and, and – uh, and and then in in some cases enslaving them into her to, to her will, very and each one of them took a very different direction, so uh, so yes, very very, uh, very very entertaining stuff just to to go down that fanfic route. Phil, share these stories. Freddie, you were fucking majestic. Bernie blew herself just blew herself. Whoa, did I miss the blowing the X Men? Felicia stepped away for a second. <laughs> I love that with Felicia and Bernie here at the same time, I know I have the support of being as smutty as I want here live. And they're like, oh, yeah, keep going. They're just going to add more. One person will be like, Phil, because you, you know, I'm sick of this shit. Bernie and Bernie and Felicia will be like, come on, man, more. So I appreciate it. I appreciate uh, allowing me to go in these rants. I'm not actually Atari. That's why I'm being kind of hush-hush about it. I don't want to know names. <laughs> that those are different stories all together atari dad she, she, she'd tell you her own stories when she's on the podcast she's she's not shy 
<laughs> this is about someone that would be shy that wouldn't want me to to share their name, but would share their stories under pen names. So theoretically, I might be able to get copies of the stories. She would she would be interested in uh, in uh, in sharing the stories, just not her name. She had the damn stories. I'll reach out to her. We're friends. <laughs> she she uh, she's uh, I would definitely like to reread those stories. I would I would still have them, but most of them were shared over AIM. Ooh, that's uh, I, that's how old I was. That's how long ago it was. <laughs> oh my goodness, Phil! Can you can you just review the can you just review the comics? I could do some, review some comics. I think Joe would probably be better for that because he has a little bit more of an understanding and and reads comics more than I do. But uh, I would definitely love to do some comic reviews, and I would, I would probably bring in more people to do that, to more host a show and have some people ed, uh, that know more about it than I do talk about comics. Any Ferengis involved? I assume I didn't get to read all the stories. We didn't. We weren't together too long in the stories. He probably still writes them as well. Uh, I would assume there are some Quark stories mixed in, or no, actually knowing her. I never read any Ferengi stories. I read the X-Men one, the Doc Brown ones, the Ninja Turtle one, and a Spock one, and a Garrick one. But I didn't read any – I didn't read any Ferengi ones. But that being said, if it, if it was one, I would probably be Rom. I could see her having one with Rom. Mm. AMC killing Glenn was a kick in the head. Ain't that a kick in the head? My head keeps spinning. And killing Carl was a kick in the gut. And now killing Rick is a kick in my butt. That that's a fucking poem, Michonne. I got I gotta read that again. I got I wanna put some I wanna put like some music on to that one. Right? Play play some fucking music for me on that one. AMC killing Glenn was a kick in my head. Carl getting a kick in the gut. Oh, no, no, I can't do it. That's not the right song. It's not the right song, Miles Edward O'Brien. I'm sorry, Phil. You only have, like, five sound cues. But I like that. AMC kick in the head, kick in the gut, and a kick in the butt. <laughs> I like it. New segment, Phil reads fan fiction. Absolutely. If anyone out there has any fan fiction, send them to igotissuesman at gmail.com. Again, that's igotissuesman at gmail.com. I will love to do a podcast where I just read people's fan fiction. Game of Thrones fan fiction, Star Trek fan fiction, uh, Breaking Bad by Carl Saul, Vikings, crossovers, comic book fan fiction, whatever. You write it, I want to fucking hear it. You want to read it yourself? Send in some audio clips to that email as well. Just send it in. Uh, either send me a link to, to a YouTube video you post or something like that, and I can play it on the air. Or send me some audio clips, some MP3 files, and I will play them. Or send me your, send me your fanfics. I would love to read some fanfics on the air. So, uh, oh, yeah, I would. Oh, yeah, I would. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. I'm, I drank one beer and I'm a little drunk. Let's listen to some more audio from the episode. No, let's listen to the end of Jay's message before before he before I forget. Let's listen to the rest of Jay's message. Your side, like who started? Like who started Eugene on right now? 
Oh, that was the end of your message? I already answered the question. You, I, Sorry, I anticipated what your question was. Eugene is on Rick's side right now. He's on the side of the people. He believes it. He believes in the the humanity aspect. He's trying to do what's best for people. So uh, I think right now, or what's best for Eugene? I to answer your question, Eugene is on Rick's side. So let's listen to uh, Jay's other message, and then we're gonna take some live chat, and then start to wrap things up tonight. And uh, and yeah. Had a lot of fun tonight, even though it's a shitty episode. Uh, it's been a fun time talking to you guys tonight. So thank you so much for making my evening fun. It's been a f- actually a really fun day. So. Um, I, I still think Glenn was done enough to go into that trash can and like fit under there. And uh, second, um, how close are you to like just giving up on the on like the show? You said you would make your decision. Or something after this season. Do you think you're going to keep watching the show after the season? Or are you still not sure? All right, later. Good question. Uh, yeah, it was dumb. I would say I am... I'm getting there. I'm definitely not going to be done completely with this show. I don't think I could ever get to that point. I've invested too much time. I will watch every episode of The Walking Dead put puts out. Unless we get into ridiculous season 20 numbers. But if there's like two or three more seasons, I'll definitely watch the two or three more seasons. Very A show needs to be, and it's getting close, but a show needs to be really, really bad. Especially right now where there's easy access to it with it eventually coming onto Netflix. I will eventually watch all of it. To answer your question about more where am I with the thought of Am I going to be reviewing it from week to week? I would say after two episodes, I feel the same way that I did about it last season. Maybe even a little bit more discouraged. I would say if I am being honest, as of right now, this will be the last half of the season that we talk directly about The Walking Dead. That being said, we will still talk about every episode of The Walking Dead every week. It just won't be on Sunday evenings right after the episode airs if there's something else to talk about. I would rather fill this time frame in with doing a review on random 80s movies or on a Game of Thrones topic or on fucking anything besides talking that this is our prime, not our, this is our main time period. The, you know, we, we're on a lot of time periods, a lot of but 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on a Sunday evening is the time we've been live the most. <laughs> Whether it be with uh, Breaking Bad, I believe, was on at this time. But I could be wrong about when Breaking Bad was on. But ultimately, with Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead, which are the shows that we've been had our craziest times on probably here. The Sunday night is probably one of my most, most fun times I have coming out here. Is right before the week starts, I just love Sunday nights. I'm not going to have to watch The Walking Dead to go live on Sunday nights. But I would watch, I'd probably just wait to do every episode with Joe. And me and Joe would watch it sometime during the week. And we do a What Did Joe Think or a midweek random podcast and where we would discuss The Walking Dead around about, around up, where we talk, discuss The Walking Dead as part of a bunch of other shows. Sometimes we talk about it on a Sunday night if Joe has the night off. And we both watch the episode and choose and there's nothing else on. But it would become less of a priority for shit that we watch. And I would say to answer your question, 
yes. We committed to watching it up to this half. We will talk about every episode of The Walking Dead that we can unless there's a situation that comes and we have to skip a week because we're some, you know, we're on vacation or in the hospital or some shit. But we may not do it live after every episode after a certain point because there's so many other cool things we could be talking about. Not to mention just at this point in our podcast we do want to keep always talking about television, having to focus on television. But sometimes, if you listen to the What Did Joe Think podcast, Joe and I just enjoy shooting the shit sometimes and having a free-form discussion that can kind of go in a lot of different directions and doesn't have to necessarily state a topic. So, Sunday evenings is a good free-form night with the Sunday Night Live thing where we talk about television. We also talk about random stories about fanfic and and shit like that, like tonight's show and last week's show too. I can't just talk about The Walking Dead anymore. I'm, it doesn't hold my interest enough to talk about it for two hours, but I do want to talk for two hours. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just babbling now. Let's go in the live shot. Yeah, it's prime time, Phil. Review fucking Legion, you asshole. Review Supernatural. It has 300 episodes. In a in a whole uh, in a whole. Uh, conventions and shit people follow supernatural around it's broke's favorite show yeah phil no need to play my message you just answered it okay tom i will play for it at some point was your was your question basically how long am i doing this shit (laughs) i'm writing a fan picture right now a steamy romance between master aemon and old nan you better send me that iron so I can read it on the air. I'm thinking about live streaming episode three next Sunday. You're all invited to join me. Definitely check that out. If Cynthia, if a cynical Lindsay, I was going to say Cynthia Lindsay, cynical Lindsay is live streaming. Definitely. You guys should check out her channel as well. You can bounce back and forth between listening to Joe and I babble the episode and Lindsay as well. So uh, definitely make sure you check that out and check out Lindsay's stuff. And if you enjoy her content, Give her a subscription as well. A subscription. Give her a subscription as well. <laughs> subscription her. Subscription me. Am I only the one who thought that Phil was holding down, holding a gun and we were looking down in a barrel in that logo? Or now I'm realizing, in fact, it was a mic. <laughs> it is spit guard. That's my, uh, that's why I can't deal with it anymore logo. <laughs> I can't deal with this show anymore. <laughs> Spit it all out. Spit it. Spit it, sunshine. Don't do it. <laughs> Let's listen to a little bit more audio of The Walking Dead because I need some help. I don't think they are. Maybe the guys who made the delivery were taken down by walkers or they went AWOL, but we need the food. I was hoping you might send enough to tide them over while we figure this out. We could do it. We have the surpluses. Yeah, but for how long? Do we get that fuel? Our tractor's not moving. Which means the big fields don't get plowed and the yield comes in short. What about the plow we brought back from the museum? I need a blacksmith to fix it and I don't have one right now. Convenient. Our blacksmith is in jail. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just playing a little a little more audio. I don't I don't want to punish you guys and play, play more audio this episode. <laughs> I could. I mean, there was a couple of funny one-liners here and there. I don't even want, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm done talking about The Walking Dead. I'm sorry. People that enjoyed this episode, and if you've made it this far in this podcast, congratulations. 
congratulations. I'm sure you've disliked and moved on a long time ago if you really liked this episode. You're like, I don't want to hear this fucking stupid old hippie talking about how much he fucking hates my show. I don't want to hate this show. I want to love it. I want to hug it. I want to call it George. It's just not doing it for me, and I don't feel like it's tre- – I felt like for after last episode, it was trending in the right direction. After this episode, I feel like it's trending to Turdsville. So help me – help me help that – help me help you. No, help this. Whatever. I don't even know. I, I'm – and I play something uplifting because I, I need to I need to play something to make me feel better. Dick on, dick on, dick on. 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 Dick on, dick on. something like the cure morris <laughs> it's gonna go over the edge it's gonna go over the edge no trust me i'm i'm just tired because i i stupidly decided to run a 5k fucking run today a race and uh it, it, it didn't go well well it was it was a bad scene it was a bad fucking scene and at the end they handed me a grilled cheese sandwich and said eat this shit i'm like i don't eat this shit i want to throw up <laughs> i don't know what the fuck i was doing it was horrible is bad and then i had to stay awake to watch the walking dead and babble about it all night but it was fun it was very fun Mm -mm -mm. great stuff have you guys not noticed they're trying to hide enos's luscious boobies it's like that uh pc issue and he said tits but i added boobies because they're because i like i like the word boobies better (laughs) boobies you could play Timo song. I am not against playing the Timo song. I am. I'll play a couple songs here before we end things tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, everybody! This is Phil from W I S S U E S. Yeah, the issues. We had a, we had a channel name. Someone said it before, but I forgot it. <laughs> this song is hot off the presses. It's the Timo song. Lots of out to our motherfucker. The top, our top bloke motherfucker, the wonderful, the beautiful, the lovely Miss Timo. It's Timo's rhythm of the night. It's Timo's rhythm of the night. Fuck Santa. Fuck Santa. Fuck Santa. Fuck Santa. It's Timo's rhythm of the night. 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 It's rhythm of the night. Uh, uh.
my. Oh my. <laughs> Play the cure all day, every day, says Birdie. Running. I was running. Running. What is that? Yeah, exactly. I, I'm, I was off the couch. I was like, yeah, I can do this. This is easy. This is easy. No problem. Half marathon. I mean, not half marathon. 5K. Yo, three miles. I walk like, I walk with my dog like fucking, fucking five miles, you know, every other day. That's fucking no shit. I don't give a fuck. I'm out there after a mile. I'm first mile I'm running. I'm like, yeah, it's not bad. I'm fine. Like a mile and a half in. It's just like, <laughs> like I hit by a brick fucking wall. It's like, whoop, uh, okay. 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 Here I go. I'm going now. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and then I start walking. And then every stop, every turn, there's some person going, you're doing a great job. You know, like telling you you're doing a great job. I'm like, fuck it. I'm doing a great job. I'm walking. I'm fucking spitting out piles of phlegm by the fucking gallon. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you didn't ask, but I, I'm embellishing. I'm walking down the street like, oh, why? Yeah, so, uh, how do you do it, guys? You, soon you will be in a new dimension where I can drink your blood. You know, I'm doing that, walking down the fucking street. <laughs> and they're like, you're doing great. You're almost there. I'm like, I'm almost fucking there. Fuck you. The fuck? Looking on my phone, I was tracking my distance. 3.1 miles is a 5K. And I was, Fuck. <laughs> one and a half and then then for that those those middle ones and then i got when i had a mile left when i looked at it, i was like oh shit there's only a mile left now i can start running again i started to, i started to run again it, it took me a while i finished in like th i think it was like 35 minutes and and 15 or thir 25 seconds or something like 35 25 or some shit fucking awful <laughs> fucking awful dude but yeah Anyways, jubes. <laughs> I like that, Paul. Fun bags, beebs. Santonia says, you're so uplifting, Phil. <laughs> oh, no, the Timo song. So it really is. The Timo song puts everything in perspective. It made me feel better. Thank you for suggesting that. It literally put us, it turned things around. It did. I've never met a stoner who runs marathons. I don't run marathons. I could not run a marathon. I can barely run three, 3.1 miles. I mean, I made it in 35 minutes, <laughs> but no, I, ca I can't, I, ca I can't even fucking do it. That being said, I do know some stoners that, that run. I know I have a friend of mine that's a stoner just ran a half marathon. So, uh, so it's not, it's not, uh, it's not, it's, it's not out of the poss the, the possibility out of the realm of possibility. The anti-Debbie Downer cheering squad. This uh, goddamn New England weather is making everyone sick. It really is. I know it's coming. I, I'm i so pissed off. <laughs> it was so cold today. I don't know if it was cold. Where you are in New England, dude. But it was fucking cold here. The hair issues program. Time I shit back. Phil's hair is fabulous. He's worth it. Oh, you're worth it, Cadigan. I love Phil more if he had bangs. Maybe next time, broke. I'm uh, not broke. I'm calling you broke. Tom himself. You want you want me to have bangs? You want me to be like cousin it? 
I could, I could do it for you, man. First cold front of the fall coming to Houston tomorrow, Westerosi Ninja says. Oh, gosh. You don't want it. You don't want it. Keep the cold away. I'm not one of these people that complains about all kinds of weather. I complain about the cold. Can be, can't be hot enough for me. I love the fucking hot. So you would say you're more of a walker than a runner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you did there. But I would say that's absolutely accurate, Nick. <laughs> I'm much more of a walker or a hiker or playing some sort of sport. No stoned emoji. We need one for this channel. It needs to be invented. But I'm biased because I love anyone with bangs. You just like anything that bangs Tom himself. <laughs> you motherfucker. You motherfucker. You're a motherfucker. We get the Westerosi Ninja in the house here at the end of the live stream. Great to have you. How's it going? Oh, I started reading that much, much differently. Like I was going to say something differently. Like my, my timing on your comment was to totally wrong. How's it going, everyone? And hi. <laughs> That's how I was going to read it for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, these crazy 23. It was fucking awful, dude. This morning I was going. I went outside. It was We had the air conditioner on last week. Dude, it's fucking New England weather. You don't like it. Wait a minute. But yeah, it was crazy. We had the air conditioner on like last week and this morning. It was like 30 degrees when I went out to go run. It's like 38 degrees. I'm like, fuck this shit. What am I doing? This is the stupidest shit I've ever done. I'm out here getting ready to run. And it's fucking cold. And there's a hundred other, there's fucking 200 other people all around me or however many there were. There were a lot of fucking people. Like, what are we all doing? This is stupid. <laughs> I made it though. But yes, and I'm going to be sick tomorrow. Let's see. I'm in Connecticut and I hate the cold weather. Fuck my life, says Bliss. I'm in Massachusetts and I hate the fucking cold too. I think I'd finish the race faster walking because I could only run like three blocks before I lay down. I would say I walked at least, at least a quarter, close to half of it. The second two miles, I walked a lot more than I ran. The first mile... Or the th it was only three miles. I'd say the first mile I ran nine. I ran all of it. I ran. I, I stopped right around a mile and then I walked a bunch and then I walked and ran, walked and ran. And then the last mile I ran, I basically ran most of it. But like that middle mile was slow. <laughs> was walking. I was walking. They should get Khaleesi curls. That would be great for the uh, for the premiere. Especially once my hair, like, by, by the time Game of Thrones comes back, my hair is going to probably be all gray by then. I'll be Gandalf the gray, Gandalf the white by that point. So, uh, it'll be, it'll look extra cool with, uh, with da a Daenerys hairdo. 38 degrees. Oof, that's fucking cold. Way too cold. 62 is considered cold here. It should never get colder than 62. Lucky motherfucker. I, I've i mentioned it before, but I didn't really see a New England winter until I was like 13 or 14. My or Yeah, I was like 13 or 14. Because my grandmother lived in Florida, and my mother would drive down every year right after Thanksgiving during Thanksgiving break and, and stay with her for a little while or 
I mean, that's not exact. She would go down there. She would skip the winter down there, and my mother would go down and spend a week and then fly back, whatever. Uh, and I would spend from Thanksgiving to – from Thanksgiving break to April break in Florida, and I would get these – some years I get work packets and have to do the work from home, almost like I was homeschooled. And then sometimes, most of the time, I'd have to like go into a school in Florida and do and like join the school and like do work and on the desk and shit. It was it was pretty cool. But the the best part of it, it was a little weird, but it was pretty cool. The best part of it all, because most of my time I didn't really spend any time with kids while I was down there. I spent all my time in a old age. It wasn't an old age home. It was a retirement community in uh, Sunshine, Florida, I believe it was. This part of Florida was. And I would just spend time at this, like, resort. It was like a resort kind of place. And, yeah, it was uh, it was fucked up. But then suddenly when shit went bad and my grandmother had to sell that place down there and we didn't go down to and, – and I was suddenly in the winter – I remember that first winter, the first time it snowed, everyone's like, this is pretty. Snow's pretty. I'm like, this shit sucks. <laughs> and then they handed me a shovel and they said, oh, this is going to be so fun. The first time you ever have to shovel snow. And I was like, fuck. What are you fucking talking about? Shovel? No. You mean like, like move it? Like, what, what am I going to do? <laughs> I remember wanting to like drag a hairdryer out and start melting the snow. I'm like, can I just drag a hairdryer out and melt? I was a dumb kid. And I grew into a dumb man. But I was definitely a very, 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 very dumb kid. Trial <laughs> by fucking fire, folks. <laughs> Phil uses Pantene. I do use Pantene. I do. I do. And I did shampoo and condition today. After the run. <laughs> and what... The, my main thing that I learned more recently was that I make sure I keep a little bit of conditioner in my hair. I don't wash it all out. I keep a, just a tiny bit of conditioner in. And also when I'm drying my hair, I, I pat dry it. But then I I leave a lot to air drying. So it gives a ch- the hair a chance to curl up. And make sure once you you get in the shower, when you're in the shower, you use a uh, – a wet brush or a brush that's okay to use in the, in the shower and, and I, and I comb it all out because if you start trying to comb it out, once it's already dry, it won't curl. It will poof. Uh, my hair poofs shampooing with Phil. I think I know what the extra patron video is going to be for next month. <laughs> we have another voicemail. I'm glad I saw this. This is from area code eight, four, five. Play this voice message right the fuck now. Rick's dong, Norman Reedus's penis. It's a penis. It's a penis. It's a penis. Rick's dong, Norman Reedus's penis. It's a penis. It's a penis. It's a penis. Dick on, dick Dick. That was good. We gotta play that one more time. Rick's dong, Norman Reedus's penis. It's a penis. It's a penis. It's a penis. 
Rick Stong, Norman Reedus' penis. penis. It's a penis. It's a penis. It's a penis. Oh my goodness, we have the best, uh, best viewers and live callers and live motherfucking chatters possible, whether it's two of you, a thousand of you, a fucking hundred of you, none of you, and everyone watching later and me talking to myself. I'm lucky enough to have some amazing callers over time. So you guys are incredible in the live motherfucking chat. You guys keep me smiling all night long. Crap, I was hoping you didn't listen. No. <laughs> that was amazing, Bernie. It's what it's what we needed. It's what this town needed. I get weather from the Great Lakes. I can't complain about the four about all four seasons. I'd say I don't mind the, I, I kinda like the seasons and I know everyone I'm like, oh the seasons are great in New England. I wouldn't mind some seasons, but I could do without winter. I could definitely do without winter. I, but Around here, the winters are hit and miss. You know, it'll be the last couple of years have been kind of schizophrenic winters, but. Sorry, when I listen to that, when I listen to that Norman Reedus in the enus, in the penis, in the. <laughs> oh my goodness. I get what. Phil, I'm going to curl my hair soon so you can feel like uh, you're starting a trend. I hope you do that, Tom. And make sure you send your images to me so I can share them on the air. <laughs> I think we all want that, Tom himself. I think we need it. Mike says, I used to live in Ohio in PA. I went to the Great Lakes once or twice. Can't remember that. I could not imagine a winter without snow. Phil has a top ramen noodle hair. <laughs> yes, I do. SpaghettiOs, too. And uh, Fazili. Fazili. Uh, I know I hear you. At a certain point in time, I couldn't imagine a winter with snow. But, I mean, I think I'd feel differently if I skied or if I snowboarded or if I did any activity in the snow other than sit at home and cry and wait for, the, wait for it to be warm again. But, no, I, I kind of like walking around in the snow, but I, I don't like the feeling of being even though I don't really love going out <laughs> I also don't like the feeling of being trapped inside with, with snowstorms and stuff I guess I like if it's going to snow no let me rephrase I don't know what I'm saying can I can I can I, can I stop and pause and actually and actually think about what I'm talking about if I don't like the annoyance aspect of having to dig my fucking car out and drive everywhere and I don't like how that makes me feel like I'm trapped inside that being said, if it's going to snow, I like big fucking blizzards that trap you in the house. I kind of like that feeling because of my lack of love of going out all the time. And I'd always rather stay home and record a podcast than go out and do anything. Or because <laughs> this is the most fun I have. Uh, but I love the feeling of being trapped inside like that. That it's a snowstorm and you're not allowed to go out. I don't like having to dig your fucking car out of the snow. I don't like shoveling. Shoveling is the biggest pile of shit in the world. I would sacrifice never seeing snow again if I never had to shovel another fucking centimeter of snow again in my life. It's the it's it's I don't I don't believe in anything 
you know, like really when it comes down, I'm not getting into what, what I believe happens when you die. But that's not what I'm talking about here. But if there is something called a hell, like if there's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure or Bogus Journey, I mean, when they die and they go to their personal hells, if we go into my personal hell, it would be me. And I guess I'm telling anybody that really hates my show that wants to force me into a torture situation. This is how you torture me the worst. You put me in a situation and make me endlessly shovel snow. There is no worse thing. I would rather shovel anything else. Dirt on a farm doesn't give me the same dark and crappy fucking horrible feeling of shoveling snow. There's something unforgiving and horrible that I find shoveling snow. Especially that heavy snow when it's like rainy snow, thick, disgusting crap. Some people that don't live around snow are like, what is he talking about? Fuck that. Snow's pretty. No. Snow is annoying as dog shit. Get a snowblower. I would love to. I should do a uh, GoFundMe for a snowblower. Those shits are expensive. I'm also very, very poor. <laughs> but that I've mentioned a few times way too much that we're moving on the 29th of November to a uh, new well, the new studio, a new area. I'm going to miss the red room here. I really am. It's kind of a way different kind of setup. It's a much smaller area where the studio will be. And then we'll have a couple of separate rooms, like a green screen room. And then a, and then a couch next to where the other room is. But anyways, the point of why I brought this up was not out, not giving you a verbal tour of the new studio area. Uh, I'm moving somewhere that has a garage for the very first time. I've, I've never in, in my uh, billion, 59,000 years on this planet, <laughs> I've never lived somewhere with a garage. So this is going to be a first for me. So uh, perhaps that will help mitigate the situation. So therefore, I can it'll be I won't have to actually shovel out my car, which is the annoying part. When you feel like you're giving your car all that gas and it's not moving because there's snow up its ass. Horrible. Ramen shrimp hair. Hey, that could be my nickname. Okay, I can dig on that. I just wanted to snow snow on Christmas Eve. Very fair. Very fair. I absolutely love uh, love the white Christmas thing as well. Uh, all snow sucks. I'm on Team Santovia here. If I never saw saw another drop of snow again, I would never drop another feather, another flake, flake. This snow's flake. <laughs> what is snow? Do they drip? Do they drop? Do they do they plip? Do they plop? Do they dance? Do they jig? Do they? Fly, do they sig? Do they enus? Do they penis? Do they drown? Do they frown? I don't even know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm confused here. Snow, yeah, snow is a lot of work. Tom, you probably have never seen any snow. Does it does it does it snow, does it snow in uh, Tom? You're from uh, I'm like I what the fuck? I'm like Tom, you're from Brazil, right? You're from Brazil, right? Everyone, tell everyone you're from Brazil, Tom. But Tom, you brought it. It never rain, never snows in Brazil, right? <laughs> Have you ever seen snow? Yeah, Phil, send Phil's snow blowing robot to his PO box. <laughs> There's a lot of things I've been thinking about, maybe trying to do a GoFundMe on, but snowblower has not been one I've thought about. But that's not a bad idea. <laughs> it just seems like a lot of fucking work. It it is. 
Rick's dong, Norman Freitas's penis. Norman Freitas's has a penis, penis, penis. I moved to South Philadelphia. It's the ghetto, Paul Q. Christmas is my least favorite holiday. You can bang on snow if it's if it's hard enough. <laughs> if it's frozen enough. Oh, white Christmas is trash. Says says broke. Should I be calling you Fandom D Saint? I can't patter myself today. You're, I'm just gonna be calling you broke, or David. David. Peenies. I thought as a kid mowing from Pennsylvania to Washington that we have a lot more snowy winters. Nope. I thought oh moving from Pennsylvania to Washington as a kid we'd have a lot more snowy winters. Nope. <laughs> also have to send some love to. Our friend that's been giving us updates about their awesome bike trip. If you're watching this at any point in time, thank you so much, buddy, for the uh, for the love on Facebook. And if people ever want to touch on in with us on Facebook, you can find us on Phil's Recap and Review or Filthy Issues Guy or Friends of Phil Group on Facebook, on Twitter at I Got Issues Man, and lots of other places you can find us too. So, bum 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 bum. I guess I should start to wrap things up here. I have a little bit more beer. And this is only one. This is like I expected to go through my usual three beers tonight or something or two beers. But now I've like drinking almost one beer and I'm silly buzzed. I don't know if it's because of running and sweating a lot and not eating much. I guess I eat a lot. But whatever. For whatever worth, for whatever it's worth, I've had almost one beer and I'm I feel drunk. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll fucking take it. People say you're a lightweight, like it's a bad thing. Or I'm not a lightweight, but people say you're a lightweight. Drinking is a negative thing. No, it's actually good. Mm. Fuck yeah. Write a fanfic and send it to Phil Thompson. Yeah, run a fucking fanfic. Any fanfics. Send to Phil at igetissuesman at gmail.com. I want to read your fanfics. I want to read your fan dicks. What? Rick's dong, Norman Reedus's penis. It's a penis. It's a penis. It's a penis. Rick's dong, Norman Reedus's penis. It's a penis. It's a penis. It's a penis. <laughs> Whatever makes you feel comfortable, write a, write that fanfic. Phil, can you ask Broke why he changed his name? Can't you ask him, Tom? I think you can read that. I think I think you can read that. I think Broke. I'm pretty sure. Uh, uh, Broke, why'd you change your name from Fandom do you say? Do you do you feel like you have to answer to the likes of Tom, or are you, are you or can you tell Tom to stick it in his uh, you know, you know what? Can it be a Phil and Joe flint slash fic? Yes, it absolutely can be. And we can get Joe over here so both of us can read it. It can be any kind of fanfic. You know, it. you cannot possibly offend Joe and I. When, I shouldn't say that. That's not a challenge. It's not a challenge, anybody. But, yeah, any any topic at, at any any uh, rating level, have some fun with it. If you want to write a paragraph fanfic, get Joe and I involved, get the crow involved if you want to. Uh, feel free to have some fun with it. You have creative license. You're not going to uh, not going to offend Joe and I. Any scenarios that you put us in. I told Tom four times. He fucking knows why. Fuck Tom. 
uh, yeah, email at igotissuesmade at gmail.com, any fanfic, and we'll do a whole fanfic episode of, of, uh, of the Issues Guy show. And you can make it about any show you want, even one I don't know about. We'll, we'll have some fun with it. Gosh, I sound like a two-pack-a-day smoker. That's Bernie in our message. Let's play Bernie's message one more time and make her feel even more uncomfortable. Rick's dong, Norman Reedus' penis. It's a penis. It's a penis. It's a penis. Rick's dong, Norman Reedus' penis. It's a penis. It's a penis. It's a penis. <laughs> I, love how, I love how you start laughing. <laughs> Almost, if we're being honest, Almost at the same point that the dick in that that dick on slap happens too. Dick on, 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 dick. Too low. Stop. 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 Bernie's begging me. Stop. Oh. Okay. Uh, that that was the last time. Oh, one more time. Oh, awesome. Broke. That'd be that'd be great. CW said they would possibly sponsor me if I changed it. So say hello to Fandom de Saints. Too hot for the penguin. That is a good reason. I, that <laughs> Bernie says that dick on guy is so much better than me. I don't know about better. I think it's a. It's a well-represented entry into the Dickon, because Dickon became we can we can say Dickon's just a song, but it ultimately became a genre back in the uh, the aughts, the aught tens. So, what you did is you just have another entry into the Dickon genre, the the Dickon songbook. So, uh, so, so I think. Your entry is just as good, and we'll get uh, and we'll get plenty of airtime and plenty of playtimes for years to come for many for many kids' enjoyment. So, be very be very be very happy, Bernie, with your performance. It's not easy. You get the Walking David talking to you like Littlefinger right before your message. There's no re-recording option on that voicemail hotline. It's annoying. There's no like stop. There's no to listen back to your recording. You can't do any of that shit. It's just one and you're done. When you're done, kid. So, so, so no, to, to just get it done is very, very, uh, very scary. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Tom himself. Phil always gets high on camera. Issues after dark. <laughs> you can't monetize by putting a picture of a, of a Monet in the background. Dad jokes. A Monet? Let me go. Wee wee wee! I'm the French Hulk. You, I'm angry. You would not like me. That's an old character from my uh, horrible uh, radio show. I would just do like a half an hour as the French Hulk. Wee wee wee! I am Bruce Banner. For some reason, I am French, and now I'm angry. I am very angry. Wee wee wee! Let me get a baguette and break it. Ah, I'm angry. 
<laughs> stupid. It was so stupid. Literally, I would do an, I would do half an hour just as that fucking French Hulk. I even got a beret where I put on, even though the show wasn't visual, I have it in the other room. I put on a beret and be like, I am, I am the Hulk. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Fuck. <laughs> Anyways, everybody, I seriously could be on here all night babbling to you guys, but I guess I should guess I should call it a fucking evening. Yeah, Joe would love the fanfics too. You can get Joe to draw some pictures for him. I know it's not breaking the law in Massachusetts. It really it isn't. There'll be absolutely no problem with doing that. It's just when something becomes part of your shtick, you know, we get the technical difficulty signs. I made all these technical difficulty signs. I don't want to not use them. <laughs> and I think there has been a couple of issues after darks where I've definitely not uh, not worried about it as much. He was Atari Dad that said that. Oh no, Mike, Mike, Mike's right. He's if you tune into uh, some issues after dark, the karaoke stream, for instance. I was definitely eating sandwiches live on the air and not worrying about it. It's just it's more for. Uh, for continued comedic effect. <laughs> not even comedic effect. It's not I guess that's not the point. But <laughs> maybe, maybe. Maybe baby. Maybe baby. I always liked uh in that like that seventies show when it, when it was in front of the camera. And then on my old uh, radio show, I used to call it Hippie Activities. Somehow on this show, it became talking about sandwiches. But I used to talk about it on the radio live. I'd be like, I'd be like yeah, we're uh, going to step outside. I'm going to play a, play a long, clearly, Echoes by Pink Floyd, a 20-minute song, so I can step outside and do some hippie activities. That would be my cue. I'd play Echoes every night at the midpoint of the show. <laughs> Just so I could run out for 20 minutes and, and go run outside. And do some hippie activities. So it sort of just became a habit to make it as something behind the scenes of my show. So I'm not against. It's like, hey, everyone, here's a sandwich. You know, I'm not, I'm not like afraid to put it on the camera because I know the legalities of my state. But old habits die hard sometimes, you know. So uh, Rhode Island needs to legalize. It's, le it's literally 10 minutes up the road. We need another karaoke stream. We need a Shannon Runway 1961. There will be another karaoke stream for real. You can't watch what they're, they're called dreadlocks, not shitlocks. <laughs> I love the signs. Uh, the Walking Dead. We, need, we definitely need another karaoke stream. Signs, signs everywhere, signs. <laughs> Fucking up the scenery break. Come on, mind. Okay, the the, bu the the buzzer is buzzing in my head. That buzzer that's like, Phil, it's time to go now. <laughs> leave, leave before you, uh, before you go too far. Before, before you, you've already talked about uh, your broken confidences about about fanfics about people with threesomes and X Men characters. You've uh, <laughs> you've gone too, you've gone too far, Phil. You've got some dick. Whoa! Everybody, if you haven't already, 
please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Share the channel with a friend. No, this isn't the right song. I just feel like listening to some trumpet. Okay, enough of that shit. Enough of that fucking shit. Let's play the end song, the real end song. Oh no. Oh no, no, no. No, Atari Dad. You're not the only one. I love teasing you, Tom. Tease me right around the rim. Oh. Everybody, if you made it this far, you're fucking awesome. Thank you so much. And I'm sorry not sorry we go off topic from The Walking Dead. I think if you're continuing to check out this channel or this podcast long term, I think you're going to see that more and more we're going to start going off topic more and more. Times the not. Keep always talking about the television. Keep things directed with the reviews. But definitely get into some silliness because we like the silliness. Jay, thank you for the awesome messages tonight. Thank you to Bernie. Bernie and Felicia, you guys. Thank you for keeping me uh, focused on being dirty enough for the for my entertainment. Keep me smiling. Thank you to Mike. Thank you to Tom. Thank you to Cynical Cynthia. Uh, what? Cynical Cynthia. Cynical Lindsay. Sorry, the succinctness of cyn Cynical Cynthia just bounced in my head. It's the second time I wanted to do it. I've my uh, my a close close friend of mine's name is Cynthia, so I have that name stuck in my head right now because I just was talking to her earlier. Oh my goodness. But if you haven't already and you enjoyed this video, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. If you're watching, listening to the podcast, join me live on the YouTube channel every week after The Walking Dead ends, 10.30 Eastern Standard Time. I need that. I need one more round. I need one more round. But <laughs> hopefully we'll be on again this week. I liked last week when we were on three times. I'd like to always be on at least three days a week it's not always possible especially in these next couple months until i figure out my work situation i bet i have a couple of job job interviews the next couple of weeks and then moving so it's gonna be an interesting time but once we get locked in again over the winter we're trying to lock into a regular three day a week schedule at least one day will be a live watch and then two uh, recaps or review type episodes. One at night, one in the morning. And then maybe some extra fun stuff. Also, anyone that's a patron, we released a little drum solo video. <laughs> Me playing the drum set. And also I'll be doing a tour of Salem and Halloween at some point this month. When we get a little closer to Halloween for the patrons. So thank you to all of you guys for your support every month. Thank you to all the people that have helped us out. You guys in the live chat are fucking amazing. I can't quit you. You shouldn't. Keep coming. Whoa. Keep coming and coming? Oh, I'm a dirty motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I am. I love you guys. You guys are awesome. Thank you for allowing me to have so much fun. I'll talk to you guys next week, if not before. Bye, Broke Iron, Tom himself, Centovia, Hannibal, all of our friends. Oh no, one more time, one more time. Atari Dad, Bernie, 
Cynical Lindsay, Dark, Fandom Felicia, Iron Throne Cadigan, Mike Paul, Centovia, Jay, and Tom himself. Have a good night, guys. And to everybody else, talk to you soon. I'll talk to you soon. I'll talk to you soon. I realized that the way I said talk to you soon at the end, there was a, my voice cracked. It's like, talk to you soon. It's because my voice doesn't want to go. It wants to keep going. It wants to keep babbling. It wants to keep going. I can never stop. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut, ENC, I can spell encyclopedia, and I feel special. Whoa. Oh, ah, my head's going in circles because I don't want to stop talking. <laughs> oh, fuck. I got to go, though. Goodbye, everybody. Later.